BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, we're here at Larry Miller Field on a sunny, breezy Saturday afternoon. Uh, Brent Norton along with Cameron Coughlin. And Cameron, uh, this series uh, tied a one apiece. It's been the highest of highs for the Cougars Thursday night. Probably their best game of the year when you look at all aspects of the game. And then last night, wheels kind of came off again, uh, especially on the mound. Just couldn't get it done. San Diego came back with a good pitching effort from Rich and, and beat the Cougars. And uh, so all tied up 1-1. Again, we keep talking about must wins, and it's another one of those here for BYU today. Oh, absolutely. This is an important series for BYU and an important day for BYU to get a win, to win the series, take two out of three, and to, to climb their way back up into the four spot so they can qualify for the West Coast Conference Tournament, which takes the top four teams uh, in the standings. So it's really important for BYU. There was a few fireworks last night uh, between the two teams. BYU really needs to uh, settle down today, focus on getting a win, and uh, coming out with a, a two out of three uh, series win against uh, San Diego. Yeah, I had a little fireworks after the ball game between the two head coaches. Uh, Mike Littlewood, uh, very unappreciative of some of the things that Rich Hill, the head coach of San Diego, uh, did late in that ball game. We've seen Hill over the last eight years since joining the conference, and and uh, you know you called it bush league. A lot of guys are calling it that. Yeah. That's just the way he is. Uh, he wants to be kind of the center of the three ring circus, and uh, we saw it again here last night. Yeah, you know, it's really unfortunate. You know, Ralph Sobel, our, our sports information director, is down there right now waiting for the lineup from San Diego. He, we still haven't received that. We don't know who's hitting, uh, who's what pitching? order, who's pitching even for San Diego. Uh, Mike Littlewood's giving that to Ralph right now, so now is when we're finding this out. Um, but we still don't know who's playing for San Diego, and it's something I've never seen in my days of playing professional baseball and college baseball. There may be some disagreements between the coaches, between the teams, but as far as the process uh, goes, you still exchange lineups. You still do that because that's you know the, the, the guidelines of the game. So to, to go around that, again, is in my opinion, is a little Bush League, and, uh, but that's the way he's operated. He's had success with it, so no reason really for him to change. Well, a very important game here for the Cougars. Must-win situation. Just about to embark on a nine-game road stand, big conference series against St. Mary's, Santa Clara, uh, St. Mary's, San Francisco, and then you got three Pac-12 teams thrown into the mix in midweek game. So, uh, a big gauntlet, big challenge for this Cougar team. Yeah, you know, and, and BYU is always scheduled really well and scheduled good non-conference games, good midweek games. Um, so it's not going to get any easier here for BYU. They have uh, a, a, a tough uh, road test coming up here this next couple weeks. And they really need to buckle down and figure out a way to get into the West Coast Conference Tournament. A few moments ago, I had a chance to sit down with Coach Littlewood and talk to him about his thoughts and feelings before this game. Uh, We'll play that for you right now. We're here with Coach Mike Littlewood uh, before the uh, Game 3 of the San Diego Series. Coach uh, Blake Inouye, your starter today. Uh, Blake had a couple of good starts uh, midseason and uh, putting a lot of faith and trust in him today to give you a good outing. Well, the one thing about Blake is we know he's going to throw strikes. Um, he's going to compete, um, and we're not asking him as a normal starter to go six or seven innings. Uh, we kind of have a plan with what we want to do, and if he can give us three or four, keep us in the game, we're going to hand the ball to either Rhett Parkinson if we're 
if we're in, with our lefties or give it to Drew Zimmerman and let him try to finish out the game. I mean, that's I think at this point, Drew's probably our best guy. Um, him and Woody are our two best pitchers, and we're just going to use our best to try to get through this. But I think if Blake goes out there with the with the thought that he doesn't have to go seven and he just gives everything he's got, like almost like it's a relief appearance, but it's in the first inning, um, that's kind of what we would like to see out of him. Uh, win the series, that was the goal, and you've got a chance to do that today. Uh, uh, the highest of highs Thursday, one of your best games of the year last night, just couldn't quite get it done, a few too many walks and home run that got up in the air, and uh, a tough loss last night, hope to rebound today. Yeah, we have the the obstruction call in the first inning that you know we would have got out of the inning with with one run. Um, you know, I looked at that on video. It was it was about ten percent as as uh, rough as the obstruction call at Portland that we that we didn't get, and so you know just things didn't go well that last night. But um, I just want our guys to fight. That's really what I want to do. Uh, I'm sure we'll see um, Daniel Murphy, a good left-handed pitcher, t- today. Um, we we don't know. He won't give us their lineup yet, but um, that's who we think we're going to see. And so we have a challenge. I mean, he's a low to mid-90s guy with a good curveball, and, and uh, it's going to be a challenge for our hitters. But um, I, mean, I really feel like after last, how last night ended, we're ready to, to give it a good fight. A couple of lineup changes. You've got Jacobson at third, moved Favero over to first. Uh, uh, Brian's been struggling with his batting a little bit. Uh, uh, tell us about that and, uh, and what your thoughts were. Well, that's really the the reason is Brian Sue just isn't swinging it really well right now. I, I mean, I think he's over his last twenty two, and MVP he's not giving us a good effort as far as well, I, I shouldn't say effort, but just his swing doesn't look good. It looks out of sync a little bit. Um, he's he's always an effort guy, given everything he's got. But um, you know, I don't know if it's maybe a little bit from the seizures and medication and different things trying to get his body right, but he just doesn't seem himself. So I just want to give him a rest and. And then maybe get him back in at Cal on Tuesday, but uh, and pinch hit or pinch run or do something something tonight. But I just feel like mentally he needs a rest um, from from whatever it is because he just looks a little bit slow. And Casey's done a great job. I mean, Casey's a fastball hitter. Uh, Murphy's a fastball guy. So our philosophy against him today, if that's the guy we see, is to to look for fastballs until we get two strikes and and try to lay off that that really good curveball. Curveballs. Up around 78, 80 miles an hour. It's a good power curveball. It's a strikeout pitch. And so, um, you know, you'll look at his numbers. I think he's got, what, 60 innings and 75 strikeouts or something like that and, and not many walks, but his ERA is up there. So it kind of seems like he might walk a guy and then give up a big hit. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just ca- kind of see what today brings. Bottom of your order, McIntyre, Dean both swung the bat uh, well. They're both in the lineup today, and uh, hopefully we can keep those two guys hot. Yeah, Kyle needs to just keep keep doing what he's doing. Hopefully, he's kind of turned the corner a little bit with his injuries and and uh, swing issues, and and he's looked he's looked good that way. Uh, Mitch, I just think Mitch deserves to be in there. It's, it's going to be a tough left left matchup for Mitch, and I thought about putting Perns back in there, but um, I think Mitch just offers just a, a little bit more. Even if he can pound a, a ball into the into the ground to the six hole, he's got a chance to beat it out, and so and and he can also go off the left left center field wall from the left side which is nice to see. So he needs to grow like that, and this might be one of those games that – because next year he's going to play against left-handers all the time, and, and I've been a little bit careful not putting him in situations where he's going to fail this year, but um, we're going to run him out there today and see what happens. been talking the last couple of weeks, really crunch time right now. you got to win this series, got to win this game. Nine-game road trip look, looking at you in the face with three-pack uh, 12 uh, midweek games. Uh, big challenge, and uh, hopefully your team's up for it. Yeah, I mean, I I really feel even though the record's around 500, I really feel like our team literally we can beat anybody every single night, and that's how I feel. And uh, whether the guys feel like that or not, I mean, there's been years where you just know somebody's better than you, and you and you're not going to beat them unless it's smoke and mirrors or a miracle. 
that's not the case with this team. I think it's just a matter of nine guys stepping up at the same time in the same game, and we pitch it well. That's really all it is, and getting those key hits. But as far as believing we can win, I mean, I think that's there. Well, Coach, hey, good, uh, good luck to you today. We'll talk to you in the post game. Sounds good, Brent. Thanks. All right, back here, Larry Millerfield, uh, Brent Norton, along with uh, Cameron Coglin here today, and uh, hurriedly scribbing down the lineup as uh, Coach uh, uh, Rich Hill uh, didn't give the lineup. And t- uh, nobody got the lineup until the umpires got it. So I've never seen that in my 29 years of doing baseball on the radio. That's always something new. Still yeah, experience, right? That's right. Paul Kuntz is going to lead it off. He'll be followed by Shane McGuire and then Jay Schuyler. Cougars have Blake Inouye on the hill, Noah Hill behind the plate. Nate Favero moves to first base today. Brennan Brennan Anderson at the second base. Daniel Sneeman at short. Casey Jacobson gets the start at third. Kyle Dean in left. Mitch McIntyre in center field. And in right field is Brock Hale. And we are ready for baseball. Another warm day. Again, windy, blowing out of the south here from right field over to left. And Paul Kuntz will be the hitter. Kuntz, a 277 hitter on the year with uh, 12 RBIs. And he will step in and he'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Shane McGuire. McGuire will be the first baseman. And we are ready for baseball. As anyway, had a couple of good starts this year. More of a reliever type mentality. Coach Littlewood said in the pregame show, as Inway's first pitch ball hit out toward Anderson, he's got it, and he'll throw him out. He said, man, if we can just get Blake out of that, for, to forget that he's starting, he's just in there to eat up some innings. He says he thinks he can be pretty good. Yeah, you know, uh, we need some pitchers here to step up for BYU, and uh, having a third starter, I know with some injuries this year, BYU, they've been kind of cycling through trying to find someone that can be a third starter. Um, and so hopefully Blake can be that guy. Um, and so... If he can just kind of get into that starter mentality, settle down early, um, then I think he'd be pretty effective for him. First pitch to Shane McGuire is over for a strike. McGuire batting from the left side. And, of course, uh, you know, so much of that is just uh, honoring the game. When you, when you give the other team, I'm going to go righty, I'm going to go lefty, so that they can set their lineup up. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's just uh, – it's just against everything that yeah, uh, this baseball's all about. Yeah. Have you ever seen it in the professional ranks? I've, I've never seen it in my time. I've never seen the other – I've always seen the other teams line up on our lineup card in the dugout before every game. There hasn't been a single time where I can remember not being up there. So, And that's regardless of what's happened between the two teams the day before. So there's just some etiquette that you have to follow, um, and that's part of it. And unfortunately, uh, Coach Rich Hill for San Diego uh, didn't follow that today. And that was his choice. Unfortunately, it sets a bad example for his players and how to do things when they go coach and they go become leaders um, and, and how to deal with things when we have a disagreement with another leader, another coach. So it's unfortunate. One ball, two strikes. McGuire takes that one a little bit low. Two and two the count. San Diego comes in 19 wins, 24 losses, 8 and 12 in the conference. Cougars 19 and 18, and they're 8 and 9 in the conference. So... Again, one of those must-win situations. Cougars got off to a bad start in conference play. A swing and a miss, and McGuire goes down on strikes. So two men out. And uh, anyway, Cougars got off to a bad start, losing that LMU series, being swept here early. And, boy, they've just kind of been behind the eight ball the entire year. Lost yeah. two of three at Portland. And now they they figure they've got to win at least two out of every three in the yeah. 
of every uh, remaining series in the conference uh, to to eke their way into that uh, fourteen playoff. Yeah, the, the last few seasons, BYU has gotten hot at some point during the year and, and gone on a run with a bunch of wins, whether it's winning series or sweeping series and then winning midweek games. Um, and that, that's, they so far haven't done that this year. So hopefully they can catch fire here to end the season. Pitch is a little bit low, one and one. 89 on the fastball there from Blake Inouye. Blake A. Jr. out of Las Vegas. His uh, father played here for the Cougars. And here is the uh, pitch. That one drops in for a strike, one and two. Blake was uh, kind of a starter in the midseason for a couple of series. And then uh, back to the bullpen. I think they they weren't as concerned about his starting. They just thought he was such an asset in the pen, having him available, you know, every game. Pitches up high, two and two. Yeah, that's one of the challenges the coaching staff's face is when you have those go-to guys in the bullpen that you know are just going to get outs for you. You almost don't want to sacrifice those guys to start them. You want to just find someone else and hopefully they can get four or five innings and then get to those guys that are the go-tos in the bullpen. 2-2 pitch. Ball fouled out of play. Cougars, tremendous effort here Thursday. Probably their best game of the year. They won 9-1 to behind Jordan Wood. Three hits, one run for Wood in eight innings. And then the wheels kind of came off last night, this BYU team. As, uh, final score last night, 11-6. to Kind of a one-day-did grand slam was really the difference in that ball game, and it was a 3-2 game prior to that. Ball fouled off. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. Brent, now that it's warming up, have you gotten any feedback about the heat on the new turf? Is it getting hot out there for the you know, players I, at all? I have not talked to anybody about the specifically the heat. It's been so nice to have some good weather. That yeah. uh, Been excited to be here and uh, have the big crowds return to Larry Miller Field. Popped up. Ball straight back over home plate and back up on top of the uh, roof here. Young man uh, Otsuka, the uh, outfielder of San Diego, hurt his knee last uh, night. Was thrown out at second base trying to steal and he was thrown out so far he didn't actually slide. He kind of try. He kind of tripped up and tried to do a dive and his knee twisted. Hopefully uh, he's okay. Pitches uh, down low, ball three. Yeah, one thing about the turf, I don't think it's as forgiving as the dirt is when you slide. It, it, you don't slide quite as well. There's a little bit more friction. Obviously it's a, it's a synthetic surface. Something that players who don't play on it a lot have to get used to. 3-2 pitch, ball hit over into right field. Base hit by Skyler. And that will bring Brett uh, Bewley to the plate. Bewley, the third baseman, was one for two in game one last night. Really hit the ball well. Was three for three with three RBIs. So four for six with four RBIs. Uh, Bewley will step in. He'll bat from the right side against uh, Blake Inouye. Quick throw to first and back in safely. Cougars have moved Favero to first base and brought Casey Jacobson with uh, Brian Sue In a bit of a slump, swinging the bat, so they bring Jacobson in. Defensively is uh, outstanding. There's a pop fly, McIntyre in center field. 
is under it, and he'll make the catch, and San Diego retired here in the first. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through a half an inning. Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, Larry Miller Field as the Cougars will come to the plate. Chris Murphy, the left-hander, will get the start for San Diego. Chris Murphy, uh, a good one. As uh, the sophomore, this will be his 11 starts on 57 innings, 74 strikeouts. Also 27 walks, so he has struggled with his command this year. Opponents hitting 251 off him. He's uh, four wins, four losses, an ERA over five. And the first pitch to Brendan Anderson is outside ball 191 on that fastball. Murphy, uh, you know, Sandy was picked second in the conference mainly because of the great pitching staff that they returned. Anderson takes that one over for a strike. And that pitching staff was really anchored uh, by Nick Springle. Springle was a preseason All-American in the running for player of the year. That pitch is a little bit low, 2-1. And and, uh, Nick is 1-4 on the year with an ERA of 11. He's only thrown 29 innings. They're thinking there's something wrong with his arm. And uh, talking to a Yankee scout before the ball game, they're, they're talking about possible surgery for Springle. And there's a line shot right at the shortstop for the out. Hopey. That was a good swing by Brendan Anderson taking a fastball on a 2-1 count. The line it's a shortstop. We've already seen from Murphy. He throws a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. He came back on the next two pitches with change-ups. So he's showing early what kind of is in his repertoire as far as his pitches go. There's a one-hopper out to the second baseman by Schneeman, and he's thrown out. So quickly, two men down here for the Cougars. And that will bring Brock Hale to the plate. I think BYU has the right approach here with a guy who has a high strikeout rate. You want to be really aggressive, jump on those first pitch fastballs, not let him get ahead in the count where he can start throwing his good off-speed pitches. Brock Hale steps in, first pitch over for a strike. 93 there on that fastball. Here is Murphy's pitch. Ball fouled up and out of play. And quickly, uh, Brock Hill behind in the count, 0-2. Here's the 0-2 pitch to Hale. That ball's popped up. Right fielder coming a long way. And second baseman coming over. Not Nobody's able to make the play. It's got to be a base hit. Tough, kind of a wind-aided hit. Ball hit high in the air and blowing away from the right fielder. First baseman didn't even go out and attempt to make the yeah. play. Yeah, that and really the right fielder, that's the right fielder's ball. It looked like he was there in plenty of time, but he looked down at the second baseman to make sure he wasn't going to run into yeah. him. And then... Once he saw that the second base wasn't going to get it, he kind of shied away from the ball. The ball landed uh, uh, in the middle of the grass there. No one touched it, so it's going to be a base hit for uh, for Brock Hale. And those are the kind of base hits you'll take all day in a long season and uh, hopefully get his day going. Kringlin now steps in. Keaton Homer here 
Thursday night, his first home run of the year, hitting 295 as he steps in. He now has 13 RBIs on the year. Keaton, um, that was a two-run shot back on Thursday. And a throw to first base, and uh, Hale back in safely in action last night in the conference. Uh, Uh, LMU beat Gonzaga to go to 12-7 and seven on the year, and they're now tied with San Francisco in the second spot. Pacific beat Portland up in Portland by a score of one to nothing. And the, the big shocker was Santa Clara beat San Francisco on the Don's home field by a score of 4-3 in 12 innings. So that helps the rest of the conference to give their Dons the their seventh loss. Pitches outside to Kringlin. So the Cougars a pretty good hill to climb, especially the last couple of series on the road at St. Mary's, at San Francisco, and then back home to finish it up here against uh, Pacific. Kringlin swings and misses, goes down on strikes. And the Cougars are retired here in the first. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We are through one complete. No score. San Diego and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Daniel Gardner steps in, batting from the left side for San Diego. 0-1 count on Gardner. Is the right fielder today, and that ball's fouled out of play. 0-2 the count on Gardner. We play the top of the second inning. No score, BYU and San Diego. Both teams have won a game in the series. Scheduled next week, Cougars will be at Cal in a non-conference game. Tuesday night, that game will start 8 o'clock here local, 7 o'clock down on the West Coast before the Cougars head to St. Mary's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All three of those games will be Mid-afternoon contest, 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock here, and we'll have all those games for you here on the BYU Radio Network and ESPN 960, 94.5, and all the various apps you can download to listen to it. Here's the 0-2, ball fouled off again. You know, if there's been one thing that I think Blake could improve, 0-2, he just catches too much of the plate. He's been hurt this year with uh, 0-2 count hits. Yeah. When he throws that hard slider, which he's throwing for a strike right there, but you'd almost like to see him bury that a little bit more, especially 0-2. See if you can get him chasing. Pitches inside. A ball and two strikes. Wind blowing in from right field today, so any ball hit down the left field line will certainly get a little uh, push. Anything hit to right will uh, will definitely get uh, knocked down. Here's the one-two. Ball hit two right. Brock Hale going back, looking up. That ball is off the wall by Gardner. And he will end up with a double to lead off the second inning. Ball hit very well by Daniel Gardner. And I think if the wind's not blowing the left, maybe that ball gets out. Yeah. Ball was hit really well. It was an elevated fastball in. It was the same pitch that uh, Blake tried to go back at with uh, on 0-2, and he missed. And he came back in with that pitch, didn't get enough off the plate in. Fortunately, left it out over the plate, and the ball was hit really well off the wall in right center field. 
Adam Kerner now steps in. Kerner, the catcher, had the grand slam last night. 257 average. That was his first home run of his career. As Kerner will come to the plate with Inouye working from the stretch. And again, conditions uh, like right now a lot like they were last night when Kerner hit that ball right over the top of the foul pole down the left field line. Here's Inouye's pitch popped up. Might be playable. Noah Hill going back. Now the wind's going to push that out. Up into the crowd. No Remi- catch made. Let's say reminder to fans, always bring your glove when you come to a BYU baseball game. You're most likely going to get a ball in the stands here. And unlike a lot of ballparks, they let you keep them here. Oh, yeah. What was that we just were? I'm trying to remember. Uh, one of the West Coast Conference schools. <laughs> Here's the 0-1 pitch. Poor kids scrambling for foul balls, you know, just skinning their elbows and their knees, diving on cement. And then one of the players would go out and say, hey, got to have that ball. <laughs> uh, Pepperdine. I think it was Pepperdine. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's right. It was Pepperdine. Of course, Cameron grew up down in the Malibu area, so he's oh, been yeah. in plenty of games there. He's I've probably had to, one I've of had those to give a lot of balls back <laughs> in my youth. That's Pepper probably died. what made, rem- yeah. made me remember is you sitting next to me. 100%. Pitch a swing and a miss. Good pitch. Good uh, throw by Inouye there for a strikeout. One man out, and Kevin Collard will come up. Yeah, and that's the slider we're talking about there. He threw to the righty. was kind of something that dove a little bit more down at the dirt. It's a good job by... Uh, Noah Hill behind the plate to stay in front of it and block it, but that's the kind of pitch you want to see, kind of a put-away pitch, make him chase. Both these teams were in blue tops, white pants. Cougars kind of in the royal blue, but San Diego in the uh, the camo, kind of dark blue, light blue. And you could see where if you're an outfielder, you might get a little confused about who you're throwing the ball to here. Yeah, Should just, have had a little better coordination on the uniforms. Just throw to the one not running away from you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, both having white pants for a visiting team when a home team is wearing white pants is uh, is unique. Swing and a miss, one and one. A little off-speed pitch there by uh, Inouye. Call it a two sixty-seven average with a couple of home runs. Caller two for eight in the series as he steps in here in the second inning. And here's Blake's pitch. That's outside for ball two. Noah Hill getting the start behind the plate for the Cougars with the left-hander Murphy on the the hill with uh, Clawson batting left-handed. They decide to give him a day off. The ball's in a strike. Here's the pitch. Popped up. That ball's going to get out of here. Casey Jacobson just gave it one quick look, and the wind blew it out of play. Cougars uh, about to embark on a nine-game road trip. Their next home game will be not be until May 17th, 18th and 19th, against Pacific, the final 
three games of the regular season. Two-two pitch, ball fouled off again. I would believe that three games. Uh, uh, it's going to come down to that last weekend. The way this conference is so jumbled up this year, yeah, so much parity in the conference. Yeah, teams are only about you know a couple games apart. With BYU being it looks like four games out of the first place seed for Pepperdine. Yeah, three games out of the loss column. Right. Pepperdine not playing this week games, also, yeah. so ball fouled off again. Two balls, two strikes. Cougar softball team uh, finishing up their series against St. Mary's. They swept a doubleheader yesterday uh, or last night. And their game, same uh, start time here in Provo. No score through one. Two balls, two strikes. A runner at second base. And here's the 2-2 pitch to Collard. That's down low for ball three. San Diego holds a 20-5 edge overall against the Cougars. The Cougars hadn't beat San Diego for a number of years until finally the last couple of years they've picked up those uh, six of those, actually 20 and six. They've picked up five of those six in the last three years. Swing and a miss. Again, looked like a change there yeah, from Inouye. Straight change. It was a really good pitch by Inouye. Got him out in front. Good arm action on his changeup. And uh, got the second strikeout of the ball game. Actually, that's the third strikeout of the ball game, it looks like. But a great pitch by Inouye. That's He's doing really well today. He's changing speeds. You can see on the TV, TV replay there, had really good arm action, good rotation on it. Tough to, for the batter to see that out of the hand. Looked like a fastball. Started to swing early and swung right through it. Connor Doyle now, right fielder, steps in. And the first pitch is swing and a miss for a strike. You know, you talked about the heat of this surface. You know, I, I've always wondered about the the shoes that the players wear. The Cougars wear the, the metal spikes. And, you know, you always used to think of turf, you know, wearing the rubber cleats. Yeah. I guess they've designed this uh, with guys wearing uh, more of a metal cleat. I don't know if the heat would have something to do with that also as we get into the more in the late uh, late spring and summer. Yeah, I think with the old AstroTurf, that was just a solid surface that didn't have the threads. Wearing the um, the metal cleats, just st- you stood on top of it, almost like you're standing on yeah. cement. With this, you actually your cleats can dig into the grass, like regular grass, and it, actually, it provides um, traction. But I would probably still even wear plastic on top of it. Pitches up high for a ball. Because you still can get your cleat kind of caught if you don't if you have a, the wrong angle, you can get your cleat caught, maybe twist an ankle, things like that. There's always a chance for that on turf. Two balls, one strike, two men out, no score, top of the second. And the pitch is a little bit low for a ball. Anthony Prater. The home plate umpire today has been known. He's got a pretty small strike zone, very consistent. But on the smaller side. If you're a hitter, you love it. If you're a pitcher, you don't like it. (laughs) Three and one. And here is Inouye's pitch. That's over for a strike. 
That was a 3-1, almost looked like a straight change on 3-1, which is he started him out with a changeup as well. So it's nice to see Blake mixing up his pitches and keeping these hitters on their toes, not getting a fastball and fastball counts. See if he comes back with a changeup here, 3-2. And away he's 3-2 again. I think another change, yeah. foul back. Boy, he's got a lot of confidence in that pitch yeah. right now. Especially with the base open there, he has a little bit more room to play with. Now we can come back, fastball, elevate it maybe a little bit, see if we can get him swinging or come back with that changeup. Three and two in a way from the stretch. Looks in, he's got the sign from Noah Hill. And the pitch. Strike three called. Inouye strikes out the side after giving up the leadoff double. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through one and a half. No score, San Diego and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kyle Dean steps in, fouls the first pitch off for strike one. Kyle, three for seven with a couple of RBIs in the series. Kyle getting some at-bats and uh, swinging the, the bat well here lately. He could be a real force for the Cougars. 46 at-bats this year for Dean. And there's a fly ball. Right fielder going back, looking up. He is there, makes the catch on the track for out number one. I'll put a charge into that one. But yeah, that's uh, right a good. fielder uh, Doyle able to run back and make the catch. That's a good sign on a, ch- a straight changeup. Kyle staying back, letting it get deep, and driving it to right field. Kyle, I think, I really want to see Kyle get going. I think if he gets going, it gets this whole team going offensively um, because he has so much talent, so much raw talent. He's still young. If he can get going here in the last half of the season, they could get BYU uh, where they need to be. Averro hammers one on the first pitch he sees into right field for a base hit. So Nate Favero, who had one hit coming into uh, today's game in the series. Singles with one man out, and that will bring Casey Jacobson to the plate. Jacobson, third baseman for the Cougars today. Junior out of uh, Flower Mound, Texas, Casey Jacobson. Chris Murphy and the pitch to Jacobson. That ball's lined into right field. Another base hit. So back-to-back singles by BYU. And the Cougars with runners at first and second base, and Mitch McIntyre stepping in. Well, the Cougars are being really aggressive here early in the counts. They're swinging first pitch, second pitch. Um, That was a changeup right there. First pitch to Kyle Dean was a changeup. So it's nice to see BYU being aggressive against a pitcher that has a high strikeout rate, as we talked about before. They're coming out swinging, and uh, they're seeing that changeup really well. They're staying back and driving the ball up the middle. McIntyre steps in against the lefty Murphy. First pitch way outside, ball one, 88 on the fastball. What do we see, 93 on in the first inning on his fastball. Haven't seen anywhere near that yeah. uh, since that pitch. First inning he was 92-93, so he's dropping down a little bit here, 88-90. to 90. Here's the 1-0 pitch to McIntyre, curveball outside, ball two. Wind kind of swirling around. Here in the ballpark, as we saw last night here. As McIntyre steps back in. Pitch is uh, over the inside corner for a strike. Mitch, two for five in the series. 
He's averaged now an even 300, the freshman out of uh, Stansbury High School out in Tooele. Two-one pitch. McIntyre swings and misses. Looked like a pitch maybe up a little bit. And the count evens up at two balls, two strikes. Came back with a fastball at 91. Murphy from the stretch. Runners at first and second base. And the pitch to McIntyre is over for a call strike. And he goes down on strikes for out number two, and that will bring Noah Hill up. Well, McIntyre got himself in trouble swinging at that uh, second strike that was out of the zone. Yeah, and it looked like he was, I mean, that one that was out of the zone was up and in, and then he came back, Murphy did, with a fastball here away, and uh, McIntyre was caught looking. So it looks like he was maybe looking for something in that he could pull as opposed to using that hole that was wide open with the shortstop holding the runner on. Two men out. Hill steps in. First pitch to Noah on the outside corner for a strike. Noah, 286 average. Has four RBIs on the year. Limited action for Hill. This is his 43rd at bat. 12 hits, one extra base hit. That was a double. And here is uh, Murphy at the belt, and the pitch is outside. One and one the count. Murphy was really a freshman phenom last year. Had an incredible year along with Springle. And, of course, the guy we saw last night, uh, Paul Richin, and they were all back, the entire starting rotation. And San Diego has struggled uh, mightily. Eight wins, 12 losses on the year in the conference and uh, 19 and 24 overall. Yeah, I think as for for Rich Hill as a head coach, it's probably frustrating to have your successful starting pitching back and then to not have them have the same success they had last year. Two and one. Here's the pitch to Hill. Little looper, right field, came in. Now he's got to go back, and it is going to be over his head. One run's going to score. Here comes uh, Jacobson. Hill score. And I'm telling you, the wind took that deeper to right field. Noah Hill, the double. Connor Doyle out there in right field completely fooled it, and yeah. it fooled me too. Yeah, it, I mean, Connor Doyle only took one or two steps in. It's not like he he took a bunch of steps in, but that ball was way over his head. It, you know, it was only one step short or one bounce short of the warning track out there, so that ball carried quite a bit. It got off of Noah Hill's hands. It wasn't like he got great extension on that ball and drove it. So, yeah, the ball is carrying. The wind's doing some crazy things up there, and uh, – Fortunately for the Cougars, they're able to capitalize and get two runs here in the uh, bottom of the second. Well, you know, we saw Gardner's hit off the wall and right. Yeah. I think we were both a little surprised just looking at the flag out there. Yeah. And Kyle Dean's hit went all the way to the middle of the warning track. And then right there, the ball hit by Noah Hill. Again, a little bit of a surprise. And and uh, the most surprised guy in the ballpark was Connor Doyle. Oh, yeah. If I'm Connor Doyle, and if, even for, for BYU, I'm playing that right field a little deep, keeping everything in front, because that ball, even though the wind's blowing out to left, that ball is getting up in that jet stream, and it's still carrying out to right. Brendan Anderson now steps in. Cougars up 2 to nothing. Brennan uh, lined out to the shortstop. His first time up, he pops it up. Infielder second baseman uh, going back. He'll make the catch. Kunst for the out. And the Cougars are retired, but not before they got two runs on three hits. 
No errors. One man left. We are through two now. Cougars two. San Diego nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans. This is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on new skin, BYU Sports Network. Two to nothing. Jeff Hokeby steps in. The shortstop for San Diego. First pitch up high, ball one. Brent Nord along with Cameron Coughlin bringing you uh, BYU baseball here on your BYU baseball network of stations, which include BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Ball hammered to center field. That ball's going to land in front of McIntyre, so a leadoff single. by uh, Jeff Hopi, the number nine hitter in the uh, lineup. And that will bring back to the plate uh, Shane McGuire, struck out his first time up. Paul Kunst will step in. He grounded out to Anderson on the first pitch of the game. Back in the first inning. And there's a squared to bunt and pulled the bunt, uh, bat back. Jacobson was coming hard at third base. I don't know if that ball was up. But it looked like it was a good pitch. Maybe the umpire just thought his strike zone was a little bit lower when he was squaring the bunt and got fooled. But it looked like a good pitch there from Blake. Ball Kunst steps back in. And there's a hit-and-run ball foul down the left field line. Runner moving on the pitch. And uh, in a way, really had uh, Kunst out on his front foot, kind of off balance. He just kind of chopped at it and got it up in the air. Well, hope he got a good jump over there. Probably would have stolen the bag cleanly either way. So a ball and a strike. To Paul Kunst. Anyway, taking a lot of time on the hill. Looks in at uh, Hill. Now he's got the sign. And a throw to first. And the runner back in safely. Cougars won game one here Thursday night, 9-1. to one. Lost last night, 11-6. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That ball hit pretty well. Left fielder Kyle Dean going back. He's there, makes the catch. Ball hit hard by Kunst. But Dean able to make the catch for the first out, and that will bring up uh, Shane McGuire. Yeah, Kyle actually made that look really easy. That's a really tough play for an outfield when the ball's hitting a line really right at you, and you can't create space between where you and the ball is going to be. And so Kyle kept going back and created as much space as he could to keep that ball off and so he could field it cleanly. That was a really good play. Made it look routine, but it, a lot of times you can see an error make, uh, an outfielder make an error on that player or go over his head. Shane McGuire steps in, struck out his first time. And there's a ball hit foul down the first baseline by McGuire. McGuire, uh, wearing number 21, is a, a freshman out of a Kent, Washington. 6-1, 200-bounder. Throws from the right side, bats from the left. McGuire hitting 280 on the year, does not have a home run, has 13 RBIs. And here's the pitch from Inouye, and that's down low. 
Rich Hill in his 20th year at uh, USD, 665 wins, 468 losses. Won the West Coast Conference Championship in 03, 07, 02, 03, 07, 08, and 2010. Ball's fouled down the first baseline. They have been picked in the preseason to win nine of the last 11 championships, so they really haven't been able to back up, you know, what the coaches thought they could do. The last time they won a conference title was in uh, 2010, eight years ago. They've they've had some great talent come through. Chris Bryant's been on the team, the Chicago Cubs third baseman. Um, But, yeah, they still haven't been able to win even with uh, talent like that. Yeah, I think they've had three number one uh, first-round draft picks, Uh, Bryant, of course, being being the the main guy. That year uh, that uh, Bryant, I think it was 2013, we were playing down at Banner Island in Stockton Conference Tournament, and Theo Epstein, who then was the Chicago Cubs uh, general manager, came in, and I had a chance to, he was just sitting, so I sat down and talked to him for just a moment. And he said, well, I'm here looking at Chris Bryant, and I'm looking at your guy too, Jacob Hannum. He said, I want them both. Yeah, and he got them both. He got them both. (laughs) Yeah. Hannum went in the third round. First pick of the third round. Yeah. Three balls, two strikes, the count to McGuire. Yeah, Bryant, uh, what an incredible year already, or career already for the Cubs. Ball fouled off. Well, and you could see it back when he was playing. I remember when we were down in San Diego for the regular season series, and he's, he was hitting home runs to right field, I mean, all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you just know he was going to hit a home run or a ball deep in the gap, hit the ball hard somewhere. I mean, he rarely got out. Um, and he could play outfield. He could play third. He could play first. I mean, you could put him anywhere. Yeah. He was playing, and he played defensively really well. So you could tell it easily in college that he was going to be a great player in, in, the, in professional yeah, Chris Bryant uh, hit a couple of walk-off dingers against the Cougars in that year. There's a pitch. is uh, grounded down to the first baseman. Favero makes the play, steps on the bag. Runner does advance as he was moving on the pitch. Nate Favero's had a great defensive series. He's made several very, very good players. Two men out. And that will bring uh, Jay Schuyler to the plate. Skyler, right-handed hitter. He singled his first time up. Like you said about Bryant, man, he was just, you know, every every game. Yeah. Third base, first base. Oh, let's, let's throw you in center field today. Yep. He could go anywhere. And it never affected his, you know, the way he swung the bat. Pitch is over for a strike. Good slider there by uh, Inouye. Connor Joe, another uh, San Diego player who was a first-round pick a couple years ago. Pitches outside for a ball. One ball, one strike, two men out. We're in the top of the third. Cougars leading two to nothing over San Diego. Last year, San Diego had the player of the year, Riley Adams, uh, the catcher for San Diego, was given that honor. It's just off the plate, two and one. Uh, 
Skyler, really the uh, the top offensive guy in this lineup, steps in. Fastball off the plate, three and one. Bewley's really been the guy that's done it in the series, though, the guy on deck, as he's had four hits and led San Diego offensively. As Inouye looks in, three and one the count. And the pitch, ball popped up, foul out of play. Brent, you mentioned Blake kind of works pretty slowly here. You'd like to see as a defender in the field, your pitcher work a little bit quicker, have a little bit more more of a rhythm. But uh, when he works really slow here, sometimes it's tough for those infielders and those outfielders to stay on their toes and be ready. So hopefully as he becomes more... Uh, more prepared to be a starter, he can kind of work with his pace a little bit more and get get his pace going a little bit better. Three and two. Here's the pitch to Skyler. Line shot up and over the glove of Jacobs, and that's going to score a run. And Skyler is going to be two for two in the afternoon with a, a double, an RBI double, and the score now two to one. St. Mary's now leading uh, Utah Valley. Down in Moraga, seven to nothing. They they beat uh, Utah Valley three one last night. Non conference action. So San Diego on the board. Two men out, and Bewley steps in. Hope he scores from second base. And Bewley, who. Uh, Flew out to center field his first time up. Will come up. And the first pitch over for a call strike. Mike Littlewood in his sixth year as the head man for the Cougars is in the dugout directing uh, the BYU staff uh, with Trent Pratt, Brett Herring, Jeremy Thomas, Tuckett Slade on that staff. Cougars preseason pick number one in the conference. San Diego preseason number two. There's a line drive right at Favero. Well, not right at him. Had to go and get it. Good play by Favero for the out. San Diego with one run on two hits. No errors. One man left. We're through two and a half. 2-1 Cougars over the Toreros on your new, new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here in Provo as we get uh, ready to go to the bottom of the third. Chris Murphy on the hill for San Diego. You have two runs in the last inning. Cougars lead this one 2-1. Daniel Sneeman will lead it off. First pitch to Sneeman. Big curveball drops in for a strike. 71-mile-an-hour slow curve. You can throw that uh, fastball at about 90. And uh, there's another curveball swung on and missed. And the count now 0-2 on Daniel Sneeman. Daniels had a good series, four for nine. He's got his average up to 239 as he dropped uh, down below 220. Another guy the Cougars oh, really geez. need to get going. There was a line drive <laughs> last night that went through the little opening where the gate is next to the diet and hit a girl on the second row. Really? Line shot. I mean, so quick that. Can't even. Like, and, and, that and one, and no she, one could react on that one. I'm not sure too. where he hit her, but uh, she was fine. Didn't ask for any help. Just sat, shook her head, said, I'm fine. Well, she's a gamer. She is a gamer. But that, that, 
that line drive, the pitch before from Schneeman, I mean, no one could react in the dugout if it had hit one of the players. I mean, they have that uh, barricade in front of them, but they're standing up over top of it. Yeah, you just got to be on your toes even with all the protection out there to make sure you don't get hit by a ball. Here's the 0-2. Well, that, that hit the net before the players even reacted. Yeah, before anyone, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. One ball, two strikes, the count to Daniel Sneeman. Here's Chris Murphy's pitch. Sneeman checks the swing, goes around. Ball gets away from the catcher. He goes over, picks it up, and unable to make the play as Sneeman on at first base after the strikeout. Ball looked like fooled the the catcher a little bit. It was high and tight. Popped out of his glove rollover near the San Diego dugout. I think he got distracted by the check swing of of Sneeman. Fortunately, Sneeman turned around, saw the ball out of the glove, and Hustled down to first base and got on the bag. Yeah. So even though it's a strikeout there, it's a runner on first base for BYU. Brock Hale steps in. He singled his first time up. A little blooper down the right field line. Brock hammers one. Shortstop makes a great play. Dives and snags the line drive up the middle and robs Brock Hale of a sure hit. Yeah, it was a great piece of hitting by Brock Hale. First pitch changeup, stayed back on it, hit hard up the middle. And the shortstop, uh, Hopi, I think is how you yeah, pronounce Hopi. it, uh, made a great play to his left, diving full extension and uh, and robbing Brock Hale there of at least a single. Probably could have gone the gap and gotten a double out of it. Yeah. But. So good play by San Diego. BYU still has something going here with the runner on first and one out. Brings up Kringlin. Keaton swings and misses. Looked like a pitch off the plate. And the count 0-1-1 on the Cougar DH. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Kringlin. That's up high for a ball. One ball, one strike to Keaton Kringlin, the DH. Junior out of Cedar City. Throw to first base, and uh, Schneeman back in safely. A ball and a strike. Cougars leading 2-1 as we play the bottom of the third. There's a hit and run. Schneeman going on the pitch, and uh, Kringlin fouls it off. You know, Coach Littlewood said he is running, hit running more. I mean, with yeah. the struggles offensively they're had, trying to kind of force the action a little bit. And I think you, you almost have to do that as a coach when, you're, when your offensive team is struggling with the consistency. Yeah. No, I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the hit and run. I almost like the run and hit where you give the runner, if he gets a good jump, the, the batter doesn't have to swing and they can steal the bag. But I, I agree with what Coach Littlewood's doing, trying to get everything going offensively and kind of force the production and force guys to make something happen out there and create and put some pressure on the defense is really what a hit and run's all about. Pitches outside, two balls, two strikes. Well, you're spoken like a true base yeah. stealer right there. Yeah, that's the, the that's run and hit. Forget the, base, the hit and run. <laughs> the base stealer in me is like, why are we taking away a stolen base <laughs> on, a, on a swing or fouling a ball off when I had the bag? Two balls, two strikes, the count to Kringlin. Way outside, and I, Kring, oh, Sneeman 
thought about going up. I think he could have made it. The ball got away from the catcher. And again, right now, Adam Kerner really struggling back there trying to catch that baseball and keep it in the glove. Yeah, when the ball for a catcher keeps coming out of the glove, you used to make the joke that there was a little guy in your glove popping it out. And so, you know, uh, hope, hopefully for the Cougars, that guy in the glove stays in there for Adam Kerner and the ball keeps popping out like that. And for those of you who don't remember, Cameron Coggin, a long time ago, one of the great base stealers in BYU history, played here and had a six-year pro career. And uh, this young man could run. And he knew how to steal bases. You, you, I mean, yeah. it's not only being fast, but you, it's it's an art. Yeah, and it's an it's an acquired thing. I had to learn how to do it when I was playing uh, in summer ball and playing in, in college ball. Three-two pitch, Neiman going again, and that is ball four. So uh, Kringlin with a walk. Runners now at first and second base, and that will bring uh, Kyle Dean to the plate. That's probably the biggest adjustment going from high school to college. Is in high school you can just steal whenever you want. No one's going to really throw you out. All of a sudden you get to college and you have pitchers that are holding you on and are, are slide-stepping. You have catchers that can throw a 2.0 to second, which is, you know, about major league average. Um, so you really have to learn how to steal bases, when to do it, what to look for, how to get jumps, how big your lead should be. All those kind of things really come into it. Dean steps in. And the pitch to Kyle Dean. That little slow roller down to the third baseman. Buley up that throws the first for the out. Runners advance on the uh, little swinging bunt. Good play by Bewley. Two men down. And runners at second and third for Favero, who singled his first time up. This would be a big knock for Nate if he can come through here, be aggressive, base open at first, so you know now that Murphy might be able to play around a little bit more, um, nibble off the plate a little bit, throw something off speed, especially since Nate came up in his first about, first pitch fastball and hit a line drive to right. You know, if it's one thing I've seen, I mean, you see these freshman phenom come in that have tremendous speed. But to watch him take a lead and to watch him try to steal a base in college is almost painful because yeah. they're they're not taught at the high school level. I don't yeah. think so because no one knows you know, how to do it. They don't know how to do it, yeah. and, and pitchers don't hold them the right way. You know, and yeah. uh, so that I mean, you can pretty much steal a will if you've got good speed. Yeah, absolutely. First thing I ask base dealers is, why are you getting that lead? And a lot of times they say, I don't know. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Favero. Curveball drops in for a strike. And they'll just say, well, my coach just told me to take two steps off. Well, if you're six foot four like Nate Favero, you're going to take a lot bigger lead than someone who's five foot ten or five foot eleven like myself because when you slide back to first, you know, you can cover a lot more ground. There's a, you know, there's a reason behind why you should do everything. Here's a 1-1 pitch, little looper. Center field coming in. He's going to get there and make the catch. Favero out on the front foot, fooled a little bit, just hit a looper that is caught by a Daniel Gardner. Cougars are retired in the inning. No runs, hits, errors, two runners left. We're through three. 2-1 BYU over San Diego on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with... Brent Norton. Daniel Gardner steps in for San Diego. Gardner uh, doubled his uh, last time up. And the first pitch outside from Blake Inouye. There's a pitch that's on the inside corner, one and one. You know, when you looked at the schedule this year in the, in the wintertime, you kind of circled this as, uh, yeah. as uh, the one that don't miss or can't miss as, as fans. And uh, both these teams have really uh, 
uh, underperformed from what uh, you know everybody thought. Yeah. And well, Cougar's still in the in the conference race. I think San Diego's pretty much out of with the twelve losses. The, the one thing I know is I I'm not going to trust the coaches' picks at the beginning of the conference uh, season because in the years past they've always picked BYU to finish fourth, fifth, and BYU has been in the running to, to win the conference or won it. Um, and then this year we get picked to finish first, and we we haven't lived up to those expectations. Same with San Diego. Pop up Casey Jacobson, third baseman is there and he'll make the kits for the out which is exactly why we play games and don't just play games on paper right so um the good thing is byu still in a good position they're not completely out of this thing they're only uh, a game and a half or two games out of the fourth spot which is you need to be in the fourth spot or above to get in the conference tournament um so they still have a chance here and they're they're uh, trying to find some fits here and, and blake's doing a good job today only allowing one run and four hits here um so hopefully they can find this third starter with blake and keep it going Adam Kerner now steps in. First pitch is over for a strike. Cougar bullpen is up, as Coach Littlewood said in the pregame. Hey, we're going to go with Blake just as long as we can keep him, but uh, we're not going to wait too long. Red Parkinson, the lefty's down there throwing. And that's one thing uh, Rich Hill will do. You bring a lefty in, and he'll flip his lineup. And then you can come back with another lefty, and, and uh, that's kind of what happened last night is uh, the third baseman, Jacobson, over on a pop-up. That will be out of play. Well, yeah, Blake's doing a really good job here. It looks like his pitch count's up to 64, if that's accurate. Um, he's throwing a lot of strikes, throwing three pitches for strikes, throwing ch- straight change-ups to right-handers, uh, keeping him out on front. So he's been doing a really good job here. He doesn't throw overly hard. He's about 88 to 90 miles an hour. But uh, he's done a good job throwing three pitches effectively today. No balls, two strikes. The count to Kerner. Struck out his first time up. As Inouye pitches just off the plate for ball one. Of course, the Torero's playing a fantastic ballpark. Fowler Field back, uh, built back in 13. $13.8 million to build that facility. Took less than a year. It's gorgeous. Has a Spanish architecture to kind of match the rest of the school. Yeah, they started it uh, right after the last game and had it open for the uh, opening game the next year, built it right where the old field was. And really, as far as an experience to watch a baseball game, much like here, boy, you're right on top of the action. Uh, Just a great facility. The neat thing is you enter real high up, and then you come down and lower back into the the field, which is a lot lower than the the street level. Uh, It's really neat. The dorms are out in right field. There's a ball hit, left field, base hit. By Kerner. There's a big, uh, what, about a six-story dorm in right field. We've seen some balls go off that dorm over the years. And uh, just a great facility. Very nice uh, infrastructure and and, uh, great place to broadcast a game, but great place to to watch a game. Now, prior to that field, stadium being built, it was one of the worst fields, I think, in all of college baseball. and. Uh, again, credit to Coach Hill for being able to recruit and get guys there, but it was not a place that was desirable. Uh, it was still a Division One baseball team, but the facilities just were not up to par. If you're familiar with San Diego, just up off uh, I-5 and I-8, just kind of in that corner, kind of a hilly area. And uh, like you say, just Spanish architecture, just an actual beautiful campus down in San Diego. One man out, one man on here in the fourth inning. Kevin Collard with a one ball, no strike count on him. Will step back in. He swings and misses at a change. 
on the count of ball and a strike. And I've never seen uh, Blake use so many change-ups, yeah. but he's been very effective. Really good arm afternoon. speed on his change-up today. I mean, that's uh, he's that's really good. yeah. It's really impressive. It's a really good change-up that he's throwing. Has a little bit of a dip to it, but he's throwing it hard enough that it really looks like a fastball out of his hand. And he's kept these uh, Toreros on their uh, on their heels for sure. One ball, one strike. There's another change. This one fouled off as he was well ahead of with the uh, bat. Blake anyway uh, pitched at College of Southern Nevada. Had other offers. But wanted to come to BYU, walked on here, and boy, are the Cougars happy he did. As he has uh, come in and and had a real impact on this year's team. The softball team now leading 6-2 to two against St. Mary's, looking for a sweep of the Gales over on the other side of the ballpark. Come on down. You can watch foot softball. You can watch uh, baseball. It's always fun like. when both games are going on at the same time. It's a great atmosphere here at the ballpark. 2-2 the count. And the pitch fouled off. So two balls and two strikes the count. To Kevin Collard. Collard uh, two for nine in this series against BYU. Batting from the left side, quick throw to first base, and uh, back in safely is Kerner. Kerner, a couple of stolen bases on the air. This team uh, runs a little bit, but they haven't run much in this series. Dave Clausen, uh, who caught the first two days, has a 1.7 down to second base, which is, oh, they've got him. Oh, they almost had him picked off. Favera was a little bit off the bag. And it looked like yeah. to me that he might have been running on the pitch. I don't know if Nate thought. I, I don't. I'm not quite. Oh. Oh. It was really close. Boy. Looked like he had him. It's one of those things, too, where Nate fielded it and then kind of turned and spun back behind him versus just coming straight down with the tag. And, you know, Nate doesn't play a whole lot of first, so maybe that was just an instinctual play, but maybe that's something he works on is working on putting that tag down. Two-two pitch, fly ball, left field. Kyle Dean going back. It's in the wind. It is off the top of the wall. Dean's going to chase that ball as it bounced in toward the infield. A run will score. Boy, you saw the influence of the wind right there, right off the top of that 14-foot wall, and we're all tied up at two-two. Yeah, that must be how the, the Red Sox feel and visiting teams feel in, in Fenway when the, a routine ball goes off the wall and left. Because that ball, was, that ball wasn't hit real hard at all. It was actually kind of missed. And it just got up in that jet stream and left, and, and it went off the top of the wall. Um, so, I mean, credit to San Diego here, but a little bit of luck for them. Uh, so we'll see if Blake can battle here, runner on second base, one out, and uh, see if he can uh, get out of this inning here. One man out. Runner at second base, and uh, Connor Doyle, who struck out his first time up, will step in. Parkinson continuing to throw in the pin for the Cougars, and the first pitch fastball over for a strike. One thing I like about Blake, even when he has some little spurts like this, he still comes back out and throws strikes. I mean, that's all, all you can ask for. He hasn't been wild at all today. He's been throwing all pitches for strikes. Gets a ball hit off the wall, he comes back out and dots a strike. First pitch on the next batter. Doyle steps back in, and the pitch, fly ball. Brock Hale going back and right. He's there, makes the catch for the out. 
And the San Diego runner caller doesn't uh, tag. Brock was actually moving away from home plate. That should have been an easy play to tag up. And Collard, uh, not sure what he was thinking, went back into the bag and did not uh, tag up. Yeah, benefit for the Cougars there. Now Mike Littlewood, he's going to make the change with the lefty up. He's going to bring in uh, Parkinson. Let's take a two-minute break and be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Two men out. We're all tied 2-2, and Jeff Hopey will come in to hit against uh, Red Parkinson. Parkinson into the ballgame for BYU. Red's had a good year, a 3.33 earned run average, one win, one loss. This is his 20th appearance to lead the staff. And he's brought in to face the left-hander, Hopey, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Parkinson on the year, 24 innings pitched, uh, 21 hits, only 11 runs, nine of those earned. About a strikeout an inning. Opponents only hitting 241 off the lefty out of uh, Wellsville, Utah, Parkinson. Swing and a miss, came back with a fastball at 88. This young man's got a torn labrum, and he's still out there throwing 88. He tore it, you know, like six weeks ago and just said, hey, I'm, yeah, good. I'm a senior. Let's just go. <laughs> I don't need it repaired for anything <laughs> after this. Don't know if that will affect his uh, his softball days after playing here for the Cougars, but pitches outside. Great young man. One of the real leaders of this team. Parkinson, Wellsville, Utah product. Pitched at uh, Salt Lake Community and now the last couple of years here at BYU. Two balls and a strike. Good crowd in the uh, ballpark here today. Ball fouled off. We had uh, 1,365 on Thursday night. Last night, 2,035 for the Utah game Tuesday, over 2,600. It was the ninth largest crowd ever in Provo Wow! at this field. And so, uh, you know, averaged about 2,000 a week. Uh, a game this week and get a little good weather, get some good competition. and Yeah, it's gorgeous. And people will definitely show up. 2-2 pitch. Ball popped up. Runner was moving on the pitch. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day out. It's a gorgeous field. Great setting here. If you haven't been out to Miller uh, Miller Park here, it's an incredible field, the, the new turf. Uh, we won't need to use the heating uh, feature here probably much longer this year. But it is heated underneath. In case there is some snow, it can melt pretty quickly. And just an incredible setting here and uh, one of the top in the country for sure. Holtby steps back. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. San Diego scored a run to tie this one up 2-2. And here is the pitch. Popped up. Should be playable. Sneeman can't, never saw it. Now Dean coming in. Dean can't see it either. That's going to drop. Sneeman never saw that off the bat, and neither did Kyle Dean. And that ball's going to drop in. Sunder win a did base hit, and San Diego leads 3-2. Yeah, that's really frustrating for Coach Littlewood and uh, and for Parkinson. Rhett Parkinson, the pitcher here, throws a good pitch, gets a really a routine pop fly. That wind is pushing it hard for sure. And by the time that you know uh, Schneeman got out to where that ball was, it was a, a routine fly ball for the left fielder, Kyle Dean. Unfortunately, neither of them saw it until it was too late. And um, Unfortunately, as a base hit, it's a double. 
and uh, an RBI. That will bring uh, Paul Kuntz to the plate as San Diego is taking a 3-2 lead. And here is Parkinson's first pitch. That is over for a strike. Still don't have the uh, run-up on the board. It should be 3-2. Now they've got it. Maybe somebody's listening to our broadcast yeah. down there. Someone is listening. It happened quick. <laughs> I mean the board operator. No balls, one strike, two men out. Parkinson makes a move toward the uh, bag at second base. No throw made. One thing San Diego, as you mentioned before, Brent, they're really aggressive on the base pass. With Parkinson, he's really slow to the plate with second base. So even with two outs, San Diego could take it, try to take advantage here of uh, Parkinson being pretty slow to the plate. Runner looked like he was going to go and then stopped. Pitches swung on and missed, 0-2. And that pop-up, you know, Sneeman, uh, he knew it was hit somewhere in his vicinity. Yeah. And he put his arms out. Kyle Dean didn't make a move. I mean, yeah. he was frozen in left field. He thought it was, I think he thought it was, it was an like infield a routine, fly ball. Yeah, a routine ball for the infield. And, and then finally he started coming in. And it bounced. By then it was. Uh, it bounced out there in left field like a routine fly ball out there. So. No balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch from Parkinson, and that's up high for a ball. Yeah, we've seen a couple of balls impacted in this game with the wind and the sun. Noah Hill's double got over the right fielder's head to score the two runs BYU put on the board. One ball, two strikes. And the pitch runner going. That ball is grounded foul down the third baseline, just foul. Now, the one thing, you know, the the second the runner on second base is bouncing around a lot. He's going, then he's stopping, he's faking. Uh, you know, as a hitter, you want to try to keep in mind that you're potentially distracting your hitter by doing all that movement. If you're going to steal, steal. If you're going to fake a bunch and move back and forth, do all these things, while the pitch is coming, it could be a distraction to your hitter and uh, end up causing him to strike out or do something he wouldn't normally do. So a ball and two strikes to Kuntz. He is 0 for 2 today. Pitches hit pretty well. Dean in left field over to his left a little bit, makes the catch for the out. And San Diego's retired, but not before they got two runs on three base hits. No errors, one man left. We're through three and a half. 3-2, San Diego over the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Casey Jacobson steps in for the Cougars, leads off the fourth inning. Cougars find themselves behind for the first time, and Jacobson hits it hard. Second baseman unable to make the play up the middle, so Jacobson with his second hit of the bowl game, both to the right side. Ball hit hard, really kind of tied up. Kunst out there. I think he thought he was going to get there, but it was yeah. it was past him before he could get the glove down. Yeah, one thing I've already seen today is you have some uh, turf hits. As the ball just travels so much faster through the infield, it doesn't give the infielders a chance to really snag it. And on a, a natural grass infield, that'd be a routine ground ball. Yeah, you wonder if it speeds up a little bit when it warms up like this. There's a bunt right back to the pitcher, Murphy. His only play to first base as uh, McIntyre. 
Went across the bat, kind of sprained his ankle a little bit. Looks like he uh, he stepped on the first baseman's foot there. Yeah, put the shoe down, and uh, McIntyre will come back. Jacobson got a tremendous jump, not a great bunt. Yeah. I think Murphy thought he could throw to second. He looked up, and Jacobson was almost at the bag. Yeah, it was a bunt right back to the pitcher, Murphy, there, and so he turned to field the throw the ball the second which he normally would do based on that timing but to your point Jacobson had a great jump one man out Noah Hill steps in Noah's got both the RBI so far in the game and a a chance to tie it up right here hit a double over the right fielder's head his first time up there's a ball hit hard short stops got it he'll throw to first for the out and the Cougars runner moves up to third base on the ground out so Jacobson to third Hill grounds out 6-3. And now Brendan Anderson, leadoff hitter, who was 0-2 in the ballgame, will step in with a chance to tie it up with a base hit. Chris Murphy, the lefty. First pitch to Anderson. Curveball catches the outside corner for a strike. Brennan uh, lined out to left and uh, popped up to the second baseman in his two at-bats. There's a curveball. It's outside. Tried to hit the same spot, just a little off the plate. Cougars would like to answer the three runs uh, San Diego's put on the board since uh, BYU scored last. Pitch to Brennan, a swing and a miss. Looked like a straight change there. 78 miles an hour. Brennan has yet to see a fastball on this at bat here, the one-two count. And I doubt he will. Yeah, unless Murphy wants to show one just to waste one and then come back with a changeup. But to your point, he'll probably come back with another change or a a backdoor slider. Here's the one-two. And Anderson swings and misses. Goes down on strikes. And the Cougars... No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through four complete now, 3-2. San Diego leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. Shane McGuire leads it off for San Diego as we go to the fifth inning. Torero's up 3-2 here. Interesting twists in this series. A uh, little bit of an issue last night after the game. Two coaches, uh, Coach Littlewood taking exception to some of the stuff that uh, Coach Richhill did with a big lead late in that ball game. And there's a ground ball foul. And then today, Coach Richhill, in something I've never seen or ever heard of happening, did not give anyone the lineup, kept it in his back pocket until yeah. meeting with the umpires and the and Mike Littlewood at home plate before the ball game. Yeah, he really showed everybody, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He taught everyone a lesson. I'll guarantee you in the, in the professional baseball, it is required that you have your lineup within, you know, yeah. 90 minutes, two hours or whatever before the first pitch because as an opposing coach, you've got to know. Are you yeah. throwing right-hander or Absolutely. left-hander? I mean, well, it's just you know a what? lack of respect for the game. And maybe that's something Coach Littlewood, and, and maybe when you spoke to speak to Mike, 
And maybe that's something he should bring up to the conference and say, hey, if this is something that's going to happen, if you know, we need to have some guidelines in a place rule. regardless of what happens uh, the game before, we have some guidelines in place we need to follow to make sure we can prepare for our next game. Here's the one-two pitch outside. As you'd mentioned, it's baseball etiquette. I mean, it's it's not even unwritten rule. That is baseball etiquette, is that you're supposed to respect each other before the game, supposed to let everything go and, uh, you know, give each other the lineup so you can prepare for the game and go out and try to win the game for both sides equally. Two balls, two strikes, the count to McGuire. And here's Parkinson's pitch just off the plate, ball three. Cougars have Drew Zimmerman up now beginning to throw. The uh, freshman closer for BYU, he has not uh, thrown since uh, Tuesday night, throwing one inning. So he's up uh, ready. And uh, Cougars, I think, had always planned on either starting him or in a way and then maybe closing with each one of them. And that pitch is down low, ball four. So the leadoff walk to McGuire. And that will bring uh, Jay Schuyler to the plate. Schuyler is singled and doubled in the game. As the Cougars with a one-run deficit here, 3-2. Now Noah Hill, I think Coach Ludwig trying to decide if now's the right time for Zimmerman. He's out of the dugout as he pops up off that top step. Usually if he's made his decision, he'll go to the bullpen right when he gets out of the dugout and look at the umpire. But he's just walking out looking at Parkinson. I'm sure going to ask Red how he's feeling before he makes a determination. Skyler, as I mentioned, I think the top hitter on this team, so you definitely don't want him to do any damage. One thing I can think here is Mike wants to give uh, Zimmerman a little bit more time to throw a couple more warm-up pitches. Now Anthony Prater, and now they are going to go to Zimmerman. We'll take a two-minute break, be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zimmerman into the ball game. The fantastic freshman, two wins, a loss, three saves, 1.26 earned run average for Zimmerman. He's thrown 28 innings this year, has 23 strikeouts. Opponents are only hitting 170 against uh, Lehigh High School. Graduate, true freshman Zimmerman on the hill. Runner at first base and Skyler the hitter. First pitch is down low, ball 191 from uh, Zimmerman on that first pitch. Drew 11 walks in those 28 innings. He's only given up uh, four runs in 28 innings. This is his 18th appearance. This kid had a major arm surgery and uh, Cougars were on him and then they kind of backed off a little bit. And uh, then he kind of worked his way back into shape but uh, nowhere near what he's throwing now. 2-0 the count to Skyler. Here's Zimmerman's uh, two-ball pitch. And that's down low, ball three. Everybody 
Runner at first base, uh, Shane McGuire on there with a walk. And Skyler, the hitter, with a 3-0 count. Jay Skyler uh, hitting 341 coming into the ballgame. That pitch is over for a strike. Cougar softball team up 12 to 1 now over St. Mary's, so they're going to get the sweep. That thing will end in five innings as they are in the top of the fourth. I think it's an eight run rule in women's softball. After five innings, they call it the mercy rule. 3 1 pitch, down low, ball four. So a pair of walks to San Diego have opened up the fifth inning. And that will bring uh, Brett Bewley to the plate. Would you be in favor of a mercy rule in college baseball? I think so. Like maybe end at the yeah. seventh or something? If you're up to about more than ten or Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Like Not involved uh, too much in those, but uh, been a part of a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Never easy, those last three or four innings. Yeah. It's when we're really digging deep to keep everyone <laughs> entertained. That's right. <laughs> Some stories. Billy steps in. Got to be bunning here to move those runners up. Even though as the cleanup hitter, he is 0 for 2 today. Does have four hits and four RBIs in the series. He leads uh, San Diego with 29 RBIs. And Zimmerman from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Outside, ball one. And right now, Drew Zimmerman... uh, just not able to command that uh, any pitch really for a strike. I think he's all throwing all fastballs at this point. Yeah, well, Bewley's been hitting, swinging the bat pretty well the, this series. See if Coach Hill uh, gives him an opportunity to swing away. But historically, to your point, they've bunted whether it's the fourth hitter, whether it's the ninth hitter, or the second hitter, which I really like. I think that teaches everyone in the lineup that they can play the game the right way, get a guy over if they need to, whether that's hitting them over or butting them over. Um, and it really gives your chance, a better t- your team a better chance to win the game. We'll see what Bewley end up de- doing here. One ball, no strikes. Here's Zimmerman's pitch, and that's over for a strike, one and one. Brett Bewley came into the game hitting at uh, 265. Right-handed hitter. Now a timeout called by Noah Hill, the catcher. Bewley is a uh, 5'11", 182-pound junior out of uh, Winchester, California. Played at uh, Chaparral High School. Pitches outside, ball two. Wind almost now blowing directly out to left field. Not as much across. Shifted a little bit. Still blowing pretty good. Any ball hit down that line is sure to get a pretty good bounce. Here's a 2-1 pitch. That's outside ball three. Oh, we haven't seen this out of Zimmerman. His uh, inability to throw a strike. Cougars, uh, nobody in the pen right now. Throwing. There's a bunch of guys out there sitting on the bench. 
Yeah, Zimmerman's thrown one strike in the last eight pitches here to the first two batters, so hopefully he can just make a small adjustment, find the strike zone. He's got his velocity where he wants it. 3-1, that's way outside ball four. So the Cougars have walked the bases loaded here in the fifth inning. The unfortunate thing with Zimmerman here is he hasn't been close to the strike zone at all. (laughs) That last pitch was in the opposing uh, batter's box against a right-handed hitter, and uh, Noah Hill, the catcher, had to reach for it. Well, bases loaded, and uh, Daniel Gardner, who has doubled and popped up in the game, will step to the plate. Cougars uh, playing back in the infield anyway right now, up the middle, looking for the double playground ball. But even with the bags at first and third. As Daniel Gardner steps in against uh, Drew Zimmerman. And here's the first pitch, and that is over for a strike. Fastball that just caught the outside corner. Gardner uh, playing in center field uh, in the ball game for San Diego. And here's the 0-1. Gardner fouls it off. 0-2. If you're ever thinking strikeout, now's the time for Zimmerman. I don't think he's throwing a breaking pitch yet. No, he's been all fastballs for the first three hitters here. 0-2 might not be a bad time. Noah Hill's just got to make sure he gets in front of it if he bounces one up there. No balls, two strikes. Here's Zimmerman's pitch. Strike three called. I think it was some kind of a breaking pitch. Strikeout of Gardner, one man down, and Adam Kerner steps in. Looks like a little backdoor curveball there for a slider. He throws it kind of hard. He just backed up a little bit against the lefty, and the lefty got caught, uh, was kind of frozen. That ball's on the outside part of the plate. And a big strikeout there for, uh, for Zimmerman. So one man out, bases still loaded. Kerner steps in. He is struck out and singled. You might want to see. You might see a squeeze here by uh, Rich Hill, trying to get that runner on. And there's another breaking pitch that drops in for a strike. Kerner, uh, 257 average, has a home run and 17 RBIs. Cougars looking for the uh, ground ball that they could maybe turn two and end the inning. Here's a ground ball up the middle. That's through for a base hit. That's going to score one. That's going to score two. As Kerner with a hard hit ground ball right up the middle. And uh, San Diego has extended their lead to five to two. Yeah, a good piece of hitting by Kerner. Just taking a fastball that was down, driving it back up the middle. And again, with this turf, that ball is shot right through the infield and was able to get two runs home for the Toreros. 
give them a 5-2 lead with one out. That will bring to the plate Kevin Collard. He uh, doubled in a run his last time up. San Diego scored one in the third, two in the fourth, two in the fifth so far after the Cougars took a quick two-to-nothing lead after two innings. BYU has been shut down by Chris Murphy since the second. Had some opportunities, just haven't been able to come up with a big two-out base hit. Uh, Sneeman tags the runner, throws the first, double play. Great play by Sneeman. Base runner right there, made a mistake, should have stopped. Ran right into the tag by Sneeman, and that was really the only way he could turn to. Yeah, it was an interesting play. I mean, uh, Schneeman looked like maybe he would step on second. Maybe that's what the runner thought, so he was going to keep running. But then when he started going after him, he could have stopped and really heads up play by Schneeman to get out of the inning. Two runs on one base hit. No errors. Two runners left on base. We're through four and a half. 5-2 San Diego over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Neiman steps in, first pitch over. Now Daniel Rockets one to right field, base hit. Sneeman jumps on that 0-1 pitch and hits it into right. So the Cougars in business here in the fifth. Cougars had opportunities in the third and fourth, both with guys in scoring position, just couldn't come up with a big two-out base hit. Yeah, timely hitting has been uh, kind of key today, and the Toreros have been able to take advantage of their situations and put five runs up on the board here. But see if the Cougars can get something going here with a runner on first. Hale one for two on the day, and he grounds one down to the third base on Bewley to second for one to first, not in time. So Brock jumping on the first pitch. Toreros uh, get the lead runner, Schneeman. Yeah, it was a good play by... Uh, Third baseman Buley out there made a really quick transfer and uh, was able to get the ball to second base, almost turned the double play. But that was a big league t- uh, turn over there from third to second. One man out, Kringlin steps in. Uh, Keaton has walked and struck out. As Kringlin, the junior out of uh, Cedar City, will come to the plate. Hit his first home run of the year here Thursday night. And the first pitch to Kringlin's outside, ball one. Murphy, you know, has given up six hits, but he's uh, kind of spaced them out. Yeah. Gets guys in scoring position. Seems like he he uh, becomes a little better pitcher and has been able to work out of some jams. Kringlin swings and misses at the uh, changeup. A ball and a strike. Cougars have had runners on in every inning. Their two runs were back in the second on the Noah Hill double that knocked in both. England fouls that one off. Boy, the, with the wind, these conditions, I'll tell you, those right-handed hitters are taking some hacks. Boy, they, they ought to be. It's not going to take a whole lot to get it out of here down that line. That's a pitch there that Kringland probably wants back. I mean, that pitch was down the middle about uh, just above the knee and kind of right in Kringland's wheelhouse. He likes the ball down, and he just missed that ball and fouled it back. One ball, two strikes. Pitch to Kringlin is down low. Next broadcast, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock here local. Cal Bears as the Cougars go down to Berkeley. 
And then uh, next weekend at St. Mary's in Moraga, California. 2-2 pitch to Kringland. Popped up. Shortstop going out. Left fielder coming in. Left fielder calling everybody off. Skyler, he makes the play for out number two. Much like the Cougar, the ball the Cougars misplayed. Yeah. Ball was caught. Very similar. That one hung up there a little bit longer than that previous play with BYU on, on defense. But good play by the left fielder not giving up on it and taking charge and slide to make sure he made the play. So for the second out for San Diego. First pitch to Kyle Dean is outside ball one. Here's a kid that's got power, especially to the left side, that could uh, get it out of here in a hurry. One ball and no strikes to Dean. Here's Murphy's pitch. Dean takes that one outside ball two. Kyle Dean, being from the San Diego, knows a lot of these kids on the San Diego team and played with a lot of them growing up and through high school. Two balls, no strikes. And the pitch to Dean is fouled straight back. Looks like Kyle probably wanted a pitch that was middle in to drive there. and Got the ball outside and fouled it off. This is where with 2-1, maybe Murphy comes back with a a change up here to to get Kyle out in front a little bit. Kyle can just keep his approach up the middle. Maybe he can stay back and, and drive it up the middle for a single. Dean hammers one deep, center field. Center fielder looking up. It's out of here. Kyle Dean up on the road here in Provo, 5-4. Dean got all of that one. Kyle Dean's first home run of the year. And the Cougars put two on the board here in the fifth inning. Yeah, you know, that's what I mentioned, Brent. If he can get a changeup that he can keep up the middle and drive hard up the middle, for a single, but instead of hitting it for a single, he hit it out of the park. But it was that pitch. It was a changeup that was down. He stayed back on it and got full extension. And, and as you said, the kid has all the talent in the world. He's still pretty raw. Um, but if he can kind of figure a way to unlock his potential here, I mean, the sky's the limit for Kyle Dean, and that's one of the reasons he was a big recruit for BYU. Um, and he put the Cougars back in this game 5-4. to four. Favero now steps in, takes the pitch outside for a ball. 66 pitches now by Murphy. As the pitch is over for a strike, one and one the count. Now Kyle Dean, that ball landed up on the road. Pitches, check swing, said Favero did go around. Mike Littlewood, head coach, questioning the third base umpire about that call. And here's the one-two to Favero. Ball hit pretty well. Center fielder going back. Uh, the wind bringing it back to him. He makes yeah. the catch for the out. And that will do it for the Cougars. They got two runs on the home run on two hits. No errors. Nobody left. We're through 5-4. Five. Five, San Diego leading BYU on your BYU, new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Go to the six, five, four. Kind of feel like the momentum's changed a little bit. 
as Connor Doyle steps in. First pitch is over for a call strike. you got Zimmerman on the hill, who's been awfully good for you. And the Cougars on the strength of the Dean home run. Right back in this one, down by yep. a run. There's a ball grounded down to Jacobson. Fair ball. Casey throw to first a little high. Favero came up off the bag and then back down. Used all of that six foot five frame to go up to the ladder and, and make the catch and came straight down on the back. Yeah, good play by uh, Jacobson at third and then Favero at first to stay with it and come yep. back down. He didn't jump real high. He just went up, extended, and came down as fast as he could and beat the runner about a half a step. So good play. Jeff Hopey now steps in. Hopey's two for two, a single and a double, and he's knocked a run in. And Hopey hammers one out to Dean and left. He's right there, makes the catch for the out. Ball hit hard by Jeff Hopey, but Kyle Dean uh, positioned perfectly and left. And that will bring to the plate uh, Paul Kunst. Let's see if uh, that Dean home run and hopefully a quick inning here from Zimmerman can uh, shoot the life back into the Cougar offense and get him back in the dugout and start hitting again. Top of the order, Kuhn steps in. He's 0 for 3 today. First pitch is over for a strike. Kuntz uh, 2 for 10 in the series coming into uh, this afternoon's game. He's now 2 for 13 with an RBI. Not uh, great for a, a leadoff hitter. And the pitch is swung on and missed 0-2. Once Zimmerman seems like he's kind of settling in right yeah. now. A little uh, just didn't appear to be really comfortable when he went out there in the last inning. Looks much better here. Pitches yeah, up it, high for a ball at 93. Whatever uh, pitching coach Jeremy Thomas told him between innings, maybe just say, hey, throw the ball over the plate, and then he made the adjustment. The rest is history here. Here's the 1-2. There's a swinging strike three, and San Diego retired in order here in the sixth. We're through five and a half. 5-4 San Diego over BYU on your new skin, BYU Radio Sports Network. Casey Jacobson on the first pitch. Fly ball, right fielder coming in, and he'll make the catch for the out. So Jacobson uh, swinging on the first pitch, flies out. And that will bring uh, Mitch McIntyre to the plate. Let's see if Mitch can make something happen here. The left-handed pitcher, the left-handed batter, I'd love to see him maybe push a bunt up there towards first and use his speed. McIntyre takes that pitch outside. Mitch McIntyre has uh, struck out and had a sacrifice bunt. So 0 for 1 officially. Looks to be okay. Kind of hit first base uh, wrong his last time out there and thought he might have sprained his ankle, but uh, appears to be okay. 2,367 in attendance in the ballpark uh, today. So great crowd on a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Provo. McIntyre swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Two men out, and Noah Hill comes up. We are in the bottom of the sixth. San Diego leading five to four. Mr. Noah Hill. 
as Noah Hill steps in. Softball final 13-1 ended in five innings. So the Cougars uh, complete the sweep of St. Mary's. Interesting uh, West Coast Conference. There's only six teams that play softball, so kind of a little bit of a limited schedule. They play a lot of early games, non-conference games, and uh, Gordon Eakin down there, I'll tell you, he he loads his schedule up with a lot of teams, uh, top ten teams, and they're all on the road. Two balls and no strikes to Hill. Here's Murphy's pitch. That's outside ball three. Yeah, sometimes that's what you need to do to get some really good non-conference games is go play on the road a bunch like BYU playing at Auburn this year. Go and see what the best talent in the country is all about and see how you stack up. Three balls, no strikes to Hill. Top of the order, Anderson due up next. There's a fastball and caught the outside corner. 77 pitches now. St. Mary's did beat uh, Utah Valley 7-2 today. They've won the first two of that series. Noah Hill with a two-out walk. And Anderson steps in. Santa Clara up early over uh, San Francisco 2-0. That in the bottom of the third. So the Santa Clara is really... uh, making uh, life tough for the Dons so far in that series after winning a 12-inning contest. Uh, yesterday, Santa Clara, bottom of the conference, five wins, 11 losses. But we saw them here. They're a good, pretty good team. Pitch to Anderson is over for a strike. You know, uh, when I look at the conference this year, we've seen most of the teams, I would say the conference is down in general. Yeah. But I think overall, I mean, the – there are no pushovers like there's been in past years. I have right. a Portland pitching staff uh, was really impressive to me, and uh, so I don't, I, you know, I don't think there's that one dramatically better team than, right. than we've seen in past years. Yeah, a lot of parity this year. Last year, Cougars twenty wins, seven only seven losses. They had a tremendous year. Anderson swings and misses at a change, a ball and two strikes. Pacific and Portland, I think that game is tonight. LMU and Gonzaga is tonight. Utah Valley St. Mary's are going to play another one today. That pitch uh, is throws a little bit high, and the runner into second base. Not exactly sure Hill, if he was running delay steal or what, but Noah Hill is caught running and uh, tagged out at second base. And the Cougars are retired here in the inning. No runs, hits, or errors. Nobody left. We're through six now. 5-4 San Diego over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans. You are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. McGuire steps in. First pitch from Drew Zimmerman over for a strike. McGuire has uh, struck out, grounded out, and walked. Scored one time in the game. Here's the 0-1. Ball fouled off again. Another curveball. And the count uh, goes to no balls, two strikes. 
Cougars about ready to embark on a big nine-game homestand or a road trip. And, you know, I, I can't remember the last road trip where you could say two conference series and then three Pac-12 midweek games. I mean, that's a that's a first. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, Mike's not afraid to – Coach Mike Littlewood is not afraid to schedule some good teams. And if you're in that area, you might as well uh, play some of the best talent in the Pac-12 while you're there. Here's the one-two. Ball fouled off again. The uh, Cougars will uh, play Cal then in Berkeley at uh, 8 o'clock here local. That's on May 1st next Tuesday. St. Mary's games are all 3 p.m. contest to West Coast time. That'll be 4 o'clock here. Then the Cougars are at Utah on the 8th. That's a, that's a Tuesday game in Salt Lake City. Then at, back down to the Bay Area at San Francisco. There's a ground ball foul on the 10th, 11th, and 12th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then at Stanford the following Tuesday. And that is a 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time start, 2 o'clock here. And then back home to uh, host Pacific for the final three of the year. So nine straight on the well, road. Then back home for three, and, and the regular season's done. Yeah. Well, it's all, in addition to, to facing that kind of talent, it's important to build those relationships with those programs as well. And One-two pitch fouled off. Of course, the Cougars have already played Arizona down in yeah. Tucson this year. They've agreed they want to come back and play BYU here. Yeah. As they did a couple of years ago. And you start building those relationships, you play there a little bit, and they say, okay, you know what, we'll actually go up to Provo and come play you yeah. guys. A little, you know, And that's important. It's important for future scheduling, and uh, you know, they feel like it's a – competition they want to play against one two pitch fouled off again 92 on the fastball there by drew zimmerman mcguire steps back in and again the one two just off the plate and the count evens up at two balls and two strikes I'd like to congratulate the BYU uh, graduates, Brendan Anderson, Nate Favaro, Hayden Rogers, who graduated uh, this last semester. A couple of others, uh, Kendall Motes, and I'm trying to think of the other. We'll get that from Ralph Zobel, who will uh, graduate after spring semester. And here is Zimmerman's 3-2. Ball fouled off again. Tyler Herberger, who uh, has been in the lineup today, uh, is in the pen warming up for the Toreros. 3-2 pitch, little looper. That ball is going to just get over the top of Schneeman's glove for a base hit. Good at bat there by McGuire. Fouled off several really good pitches from Zimmerman and picks himself up a single, and that will bring to the plate uh, Skyler. Skyler steps in. First pitch outside for a ball. 
Herberger, the guy down uh, warming up, I'm not sure. He might be just warming up to play the field because we're not showing him on any, with any uh, pitching statistics. Here's the one ball pitch to Skyler, and that's over for a strike. One ball, one strike. One thing that really slows it down is uh, Rich Hill, the head coach. Uh, you know, we talk about he's kind of the center of attention. He's always in and out of the dugout, giving his uh, signals very, very slowly and just causes a delay between pitches. Yeah, he definitely takes his time. He'll go out and talk to the on-deck batter. He'll call timeout and talk to the batter that's actually up or talk to the base runner. A ball and a strike to Skyler. And a throw to first. Almost got him. Runner first base just beat the throw back in. So a ball and a strike to the left fielder. Another throw. And this one gets away down the Left field line, bad throw by Zimmerman. And the Torero's going to just make it to second base. Zimmerman bounced that one over there, and uh, Favero unable to come up with it. So an error, first error of the ball game on either team. The Cougars are lucky that he didn't go to yeah. third on that play. I think he could have made it pretty easily. You're right. I think he could have. He looked a little gimpy going into the back at second, but uh, he easily could have made it. It went all the way down the line. Yeah. I think Anderson, the second baseman, was actually the one that went down and picked it up. One ball and one strike. Zimmerman's pitch. That ball gets away from Noah Hill, and the runner goes to third base. So the Cougars give up a couple of bases here. On the air and the wild pitch. And uh, Noah Hill out talking with Zimmerman with the runner second base. They probably put a different set of signs on and didn't got, look like either one of them up. were um, yeah, were on the same page. Two balls and one strike to count. Cougars bring the infield in, and the pitch to Skyler's up high, ball three. San Diego with nine hits in the ballgame. Cougars with seven hits. And here's the 3-1 pitch to Skyler. Popped up, Kyle Dean. Going back now, he's got to come back in, fighting the sun, fighting the the wind, and the run will score easily from third base on the sacrifice fly off the bat of Skyler. Boy, and that's when you chalk up to the air in the wild pitch. Runner moves to third base, and uh, you're down by two runs. Yeah, those errors will kill you for sure, especially when you throw the ball away, trying to pick a guy off and um, then a pass ball. And then, uh, you know, they manufacture a run, sacrifice fly. 
First pitch over for a call strike to uh, Bewley. San Diego with one in the third, two in the fourth, two in the fifth, and one here in the seventh. There's a ground ball foul down the third base side. Bewley is uh, 0 for 2 today with a walk. Strike three called, and he'll go down on three state pitches. Two men out, and uh, Gardner steps in. I know that coach uh, drives coach a little bit crazy when you give up bases, give up runs, and that yeah. was just a gold-plated run right there that they just handed to San Diego. Yeah. That changed the the dynamic of the game. Instead of uh, ball fouled out of play down the left field line. If BYU's down one and they get a runner on, they can sacrifice them over. They can steal a bag. It you know it changes the whole dynamic of how they would approach a scenario. But now down two, they swing the bats a little bit more. Owen won the count and the pitch just off the plate. Daniel Gardner, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's Chris Bryant's number. I'm amazed that they haven't retired that jersey down there in San Diego. Doesn't he wear? I think he wears 23 for the Cubs. I think he wore 23 for San Diego. 1-1 pitch, ground ball right at Brennan Anderson. He loves it, and he'll throw him out. San Diego with one run on one hit. There was an error. Nobody left. We're through 6.5. 6-4, Toreros over the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brennan Anderson leads it off for the Cougars. First pitch from Murphy over for a strike. Murphy, 83rd pitch as we go to the uh, bottom of the seventh. Got to be one of Murphy's better outings of the year. Anderson hammers this one foul down in the bullpen of San Diego down the right field corner. 0-2 the count to uh, Brennan Anderson, top of the order for the Cougars. Find themselves down by two runs, 6-4 here to San Diego. As Chris Murphy, the left-hander, fires, and that pitches up Paul, up high. Anderson, 6'1", 175-pound left-hander out of Granada Hills, California. As we would mentioned, four wins, four losses, an ERA over five. But he's uh, thrown very well here today. 57 innings, 54 hits, 34 runs, 27 walks. Today, what is what has he had? He's had a couple of walks and five strikeouts, so not the overpowering strikeout guy like we've seen, but very effective as Anderson uh, just fouls the changeup back and stays alive one and two. Yeah, Murphy's really done a good job. Put a couple, uh, you know, gotten out of a couple jams. He's pitched really well, as you said. Hasn't had a lot of strikeouts, but uh, has thrown three pitches for strikes and been really effective here uh, in the seventh inning. Anderson hits this one, short stops, got it. Throw to first in time for the out. So Anderson grounds out to start the seventh, and that will bring uh, Schneeman up. Inouye went three and two-thirds in the ballgame, gave up six hits, three runs. All runs were earned, had four strikeouts. 
Parkinson pitched a third of an inning, gave up a hit and a run. Also had a walk. And now Zimmerman in for, he's pitched three complete and given up two runs on uh, two hits. And the first pitch to Sneeman's outside, ball one. Murphy's gone the distance. Fouled off. He's pitched six in the third now, giving up seven hits, four runs, all runs earned. Two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Sneeman will uh, step back in. And the pitch, Daniel hits one down the left field line. That's in for an extra base or a base hit. Sneeman around first base. He'll hold right there. Left fielder got there in a hurry, put a good throw right to the bag at second base. And uh, Sneeman with another base hit, his second and his four, uh, sixth of the series. Boy, it's nice, nice to see Daniel really swinging the bat. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I think Daniel Sneeman's another player on the team that he gets going. I think it really helps the rest of the offense get going. Um, he's a really good hitter. He struggled a little bit this year. But when he's hitting that ball to the left side of the field, um, like he did that a lot last year when he was really hot. He was hitting the ball up the middle to the left part of the field. And uh, hopefully we can see more of that this year from him. Brock Hale steps in, takes a curveball over the inside corner for a strike. Hale's a guy in any kind of ballpark, any conditions can leave it, and especially in these conditions. Much like we mentioned about Kyle Dean, and it's been a while since we've seen a home run from Brock. There's a little looper. That ball is going to land in front of the right fielder. Sneeman is going to make it to third base right off the end of the bat by Brock Hill. He picks up his second hit, and the Cougars got something going here in the seventh. Runners at the corners, and Kringlin coming to the plate. Well, we'll definitely take that. A little base hit, a uh, changeup that was down and away, and Brock was just able to get uh, enough of it on the off the end of the bat to get a single and get Schneeman over to third base. Nobody in the bullpen at all. Nobody even out there sitting on the bench as the pitching coach out to talk with Murphy. Murphy's now given up nine hits, four runs, the potential game tying runs on base for the Cougars. And Kringlins were going to step in. He struck out in the first, walked in the third, and was also out in the fifth inning. If I'm Keaton Kringlin, I'm maybe looking for a changeup down, something I can handle, but waiting back on it. Similar to what happened with Kyle Dean, he got that changeup down, was able to drive it out of the ballpark. I think Keaton could sit back on maybe the first pitch here, kind of guess a little bit. See if he can uh, get a changeup or something off speed he can handle. 92 pitches now by Murphy. And Kringlin steps in. Here's the first pitch. Keaton fouls it off. Boy, looking like a pretty good pitch to hit right there. Yeah. Keaton just missed it. Well, if he was guessing changeup, that would be why he missed it because it was a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. So, um, But he put a good swing on it. And we'll see uh, now 0-1, maybe there's something off speed. No balls and a strike. And Murphy's pitch is down low. So one and one the count. Ball and a strike. Kringlin hits one high. 
Center fielder going back just in front of the track. He'll make the catch. Run will score on the sacrifice fly off the bat of Kringlin, and the Cougars again have pulled to within one. Kringlin just missed that one, got a little bit under it. But picks yeah, he, up the RBI. You know, Kringlin really had to get under that ball or else that ball would have gotten out of here pretty easily. So he unfortunately couldn't get enough on it to get it out, but it was hit to the deepest part of the ballpark. And did a great job. Got a run in with the runner on third base. Sacrifice fly. We'll see uh, if Kyle Dean can keep his uh, hot hitting going and uh, make something happen here. Dean, a two-run home run his last time up. And the first pitch down low, ball one. Dean, three hits in the series before today. Now he's uh, he's actually four for ten with uh, four RBIs. He now has uh, 12 RBIs on the year. And that pitch is up high for a ball. Kyle Dean has battled with injuries his entire career here at BYU. Kind of battling back. Didn't go on the Portland trip. Had a little oblique problem. And uh, good to get him healthy and focused and uh, moving in the right direction. It certainly looks like it this this series. He's, he's swung the bat well. We've talked about what a phenomenal talent this young man is. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Ball fouled straight back. San Francisco uh, losing to St. Mary's now 2-1, to one, that game in the fourth. And the uh, St. Mary's-Utah Valley doubleheader second game just started. So two balls and a strike to Kyle Dean. And here is Murphy's pitch. Dean, little looper, right field, right fielder coming hard. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the seventh inning. Got one run on two hits, no errors. One man left. We're through seven. Six to five, San Diego leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Adam Kerner, the hitter for San Diego, takes the first pitch over for a strike and then swings at the second pitch. He's down quickly 0-2. Drew Zimmerman on the hill for the Cougars. Cougars down 1-6-5. Both teams with nine base hits. Both teams scored a single run in the seventh. Curveball up just a little bit high. Nice to see the Cougars answer that one run at least uh, to climb back to within one. Because like you said, boy, the game of baseball, a one-run difference uh, versus two is huge. Yeah. And some of the things you might do. Absolutely. Here's the one-two pitch, line drive, base hit down the line. Kyle Dean over, picks it up. Kerner's going to try to motor into second for a double, and he does. Good throw by Dean, but Kerner with a leadoff double. Kerner's third hit of the ball game. Kid that came in hitting at 257 on the years. Swung the bat well here today. That looked like that was a slider there from Zimmerman. Not a bad pitch, but Kerner uh, feeling really good at the plate today. And now we have Coach Rich Hill bringing everybody up here. Offensive timeout. (laughs) Again, uh, we talked about some things we haven't seen before from Coach Rich Hill. This is something, you know, I think there's a few coaches around the nation that do this kind of thing. I think maybe Stanford, sometimes they do this stuff. But, you know, 
this is just unique. And I, I, I don't get I, the, I don't get the offensive timeout rule in college baseball. It just makes yeah. no sense. And you get several of them every game. Fortunately, most coaches don't take advantage of them. Yeah, there's plenty I, of downtime in a baseball game. I, I don't like it. I don't. You know, I think it's a terrible rule. It just slows down the game that everyone's trying to make faster. So. That'll bring uh, Collard to the plate with a runner at second base. Nobody out. And Zimmerman's first pitch. Collard pop up down the line. Dean a little bit of a late jump. He's going to get there and make the catch. Runner's going to try to advance. Here comes the throw. He'll slide in, and he is safe at third base. Boy, bang, bang play there. Good heads-up play by Kerner, the catcher. As he went in head first, what a great throw by Kyle Dean. Yeah, that's two good throws by Kyle Dean. Unfortunately, both just a uh, you know split second late. But, again, uh, Kerner, great heads-up base running, not only on his double the second, beating the throw from Kyle Dean, but now from second to third on a, on a ball right in front of him to the left fielder. Kyle Dean made a great throw, but Kerner was able to beat it out. And that's that kind of aggressive base running, heads-up base running, that can help make or break a ball game for you. Now you have a runner on third with one out. Opportunity for a sacrifice fly infield in. Maybe they can drive something through the infield. Connor Doyle steps in with the infield in and the first pitch up high, ball one. The most impressive thing about th- that throw by Dean is he was off balance, battling yeah. the wind. The ball looked like it was f- foul ball, and at the last instant he went back yeah. into fair territory, so he was kind of on his heels and made a one-hop throw right to the bag. And like I said, give credit to the base runner. Adam Kerner saw that, so he thought I can pick up this 90 feet. Good play by both players. Want to know the count. And there's a squeeze attempt, and that ball's fouled off. Runner was coming from third base, and the ball was bunted foul, and I think it came up and off of a Noah Hill. His body somewhere bounced back to the screen. This is what I like about Rich Hill. He... He'll do anything in any situation. He'll bunt. So as a defensive player, you have to be on your toes. You don't know if they're going to swing here. Maybe he does a a fake bunt and he slashes it through the infield, or he does a squeeze. So you have to be ready for all kinds of scenarios here. One ball, one strike to count. With the infield in, here is Zimmerman. He set at the belt and the pitch, and they... They check swing. He went around. No, he went. The pitch was a pitch out, and the uh, hitter went after it. It was up up above his head, and now Rich Hill's going to come out and argue with Prater, the home plate umpire. And Prater stopped him in his steps, and now Rich Hill's got both hands up like, hey, I just want to talk to you. And Prater, Prater's a pretty uh, emphatic guy. He's a good umpire. And you could see the the hitter did actually offer it, but it was almost like it was, it was like after late. it was in it the was catcher's <laughs> glove. It was. He, he actually had it back, and then it got caught. Then he tried to <laughs> offer at it, and I guess that's still part of the that process. Was, I don't know if there was like a 1-1,000 one, one, one count or something after you catch I'm it. I'm not sure. That was strange. Pitches up a little bit high for ball two. Zimmerman thought he had a strikeout. And the tough thing as a hitter, when you go to squeeze a couple and you miss them, now you're in the hole, you know, one two oh two. It's tough to now get in the mindset of trying to, you know. But the, the funny thing, the runner wasn't coming from third, so yeah. I'm not sure so what. So, someone missed a sign right. for sure. Two balls, two strikes. And here is Zimmerman's 2-2 pitch. 
Swinging strike three gets him. Two men out. And Hopi coming to the plate. Oh, what an interesting at bat right there. Yeah. And Anthony Prater stopped Rich Hill in his steps. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he got about halfway out to him and, and said, no, I got the call. I saw it. I'm not going to ask for any help. But like you said, I, I've never seen anybody offer after literally the, the, the pitch was in the catcher's glove. Maybe, yeah. Hope I, he steps in. It might have been not exactly in his glove, but it was well past the hitter. And, and maybe Doyle thought that the runner was still coming, and so he wanted yeah. to still try to protect him after it was too late. I, I, mean, I don't know. But uh, it was definitely a unique situation that I haven't seen very often, or if at all. 1-0 the count to Jeff Hotby. He's got two hits in the ball game, and he swings and misses. And the count now one ball and one strike. Coach Littlewood talked a little bit in the pregame about the interference call last night. The San Diego kid actually reached up and touched Brennan Anderson he was, as he was rounding third. And uh, the Cougars were just totally, that's a face hit. That's going to score a run. And San Diego with a big two-out RBI single, and they've now got another two-run lead by a score of 7-5. Hopi, a good game, two RBIs and three hits. Cougars did not get the benefit of an interference call last week at Portland, and it cost them dearly. Usually, if you breathe on a base runner as as an infielder, you're going to get called. Two men out, top of the order. Paul Kunst steps in. So Kunst, who is 0 for 4, he's 2 for 14 in the uh, three-game series. As we are playing in the uh, top of the eighth inning, San Diego with a two-run lead, 7 to 5, and the first pitch to Kuntz is down low, ball one. 50, what is it? We got 58 58 pitches by Zimmerman. He hasn't been really stretched out this much in a long time. One and oh, the count. And another throw to first. And again, the uh, base runner Hote be back in safely. Cougars in the last. uh, Three years, they've uh, beaten San Diego two of three here two years ago. Went to San Diego last year and beat them two of three. And uh, both teams have won a game here so far. Ferrero's uh, up by two as we are in the eighth. If the Cougars were to lose this one, their, their goal was to w- win each series, and they thought they had a pretty good chance. They're probably going to have to sweep a series or two if they were to lose this game here today. One ball, no strikes. And Zimmerman's pitch grounded uh, foul down the third base side. Yeah, this is a big big game for BYU, as we said in the opening. It, you know, if, if they don't, for some reason, win this game, it just makes it that much more difficult. And then they start getting into a scenario where they have to start sweeping series, and that's just tough anywhere you go, whether you're playing at home or on the road. That's tough when you get off to a, a, a tough start because it seems yeah. like the last three weeks – 
all we've been talking about is must wins. Right. And that just puts a lot of pressure on kids. And baseball's already enough, you know, enough of a mental game. And yeah. You're failing seven out of ten times yep. as a hitter, and that's good. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a mental adjustment for sure. It adds more pressure. Nick Springle, their big uh, preseason All-American, beginning to throw in the pen. Be interesting to see Springle in relief. Throw to first, and uh, the runner back in safely. As you mentioned, Springle uh, is not, uh, he's had one relief appearance this year. Eight starts. One ball, one strike to count. San Diego's put one on the board here in the eighth. They lead seven to five. And here's uh, Zimmerman's pitch. That's over for a strike. Breaking pitch. One and two the count with two men out. And one man in. And Zimmerman looks at first. Here's the throw to first. And again, throw a little bit low. Severo had to dig that one off the turf. the one two that's up high two balls and two strikes Zimmerman with a 2-2 pitch. Ball hit in the center field. McIntyre coming in. He's going to get there, make the catch. McIntyre, good jump on that baseball, able to run it down. And uh, Koontz flies out to center. We're through a uh, 7.5, 7-5 San Diego over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Nick Favero steps in for BYU, swings and misses. On a pitch from Chris Murphy as we are in the bottom of the eighth inning. Fly ball. Center fielder going back on the track. Makes the catch. So Favera with that wind blowing. uh, Ball just about got out of the ballpark at about 390 feet. Yeah, Brent, that that wind has shifted quite a bit. Now it's kind of blowing left center. The American flags wrapped around the pole out there. uh, center fielder had some difficulties, made a good catch, stayed with the ball, but it kept pulling him back, and he caught it right on the track. Casey Jacobson steps in. First pitch outside, ball one. Casey, uh, two for three today. Came in with a 233 average, a couple of singles to right field. Flew out to left his last time up. And the 1-0 pitch is outside. Nick Springle, the left-hander, has been joined by Nathan Kucha. He is a uh, right-handed thrower. 
And there's a little looper. Shortstop's going to get there and make the catch. So quickly, two men down for the Cougars here in the eighth. And we are going to have a pinch hitter for McIntyre as uh, Brian Sue. Uh, Brian, uh, you know, hit 400 for about the first six weeks of the season. He's over his last 22. So he's really been battling. Well, Sue has nothing to lose here. Come out, be pretty aggressive. Against Murphy, who's probably starting to get tired, I would think, at this point in the eighth inning. He's got 104 pitches. Here's the first pitch to Sue, and that's on the inside corner for a strike at 91. Look how deep uh, that center fielder Gardner's playing now after feeling that wind, how much that thing pushed that last ball. It feels like it's almost blowing almost directly. Yeah. Now the flag's center completely field dead, now, yeah. and it's just swirling right now. Here's the 0-2 to uh, Sue. Said he did not go on the appeal down to the first base umpire. Ball and two strikes. Brian Sue is uh, affected with a seizure issue that he has. and uh, When he's on the medication, it makes him feel not quite right. So he kind of battles that. Pitches up high. Actually had a seizure coming back from Arizona. Uh about 10 days ago. Really? Yeah. That's tough, especially when the medication makes you not have seizures, but then you feel off because of the medication and the side effects of that. Two balls, two strikes. Here's Murphy's pitch. Ball hit hard. Third baseman Bewley's got it. Throw to first in time for the out, and the Cougars retired in order here in the eighth. 7-5, San Diego leads BYU. We're going to the ninth on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're going to the ninth inning. San Diego with a two-run lead. San Diego will send up Jay Schuyler. There's a pitch. uh, That's a fair ball right out in front of the plate. Schuyler was there almost, didn't know where it was. It was right above think, his helmet. I think the Noah ball Hill hit did him. a good job of getting out in front of the plate. And yeah, I think he, I think the ball actually hit the runner. He was in fair territory, so, so he was automatically out. One man out. And uh, now Skyler will step in. That was actually McGuire. Skyler steps in. He has got couple of hits, a walk, two RBIs in the ball game. And here is Drew Zimmerman's pitch over for a strike. How do you score that? I think, you know, I don't know. I scored it 2-3 because I, I saw the umpire call him out. I didn't, but I, the home plate umpire called him out, so yeah. that's got to be it. Yeah, I don't know how he scored that. Two unassisted? Got to be. Well, no, if the ball hits, if he's well, called I, out because I know, of the but ball. The, but you, the closest defender is the catcher. Oh, okay, okay. So I would say to, <laughs> just, to you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll believe whatever We've you say. We've seen a few things. <laughs> to you. I'm not sure if I've ever done that before. There's a base hit in the left field. 
as Skyler picks up his third hit of the ball game. Well, the Toreros have uh, brought their bats to the ball ballpark today. Twelve hits, seven runs, and they've played really good defense. Uh, we were just talking during the break. The third baseman, Buley, uh, Buley is just an incredible defensive third baseman. He's been playing really well over there. Really, kind of looks like a big leaguer over the third. Real smooth, good arm, good footwork. Well, Drew Zimmerman today's uh, thrown four and a third innings, given up five hits, three runs. Two of those runs earned, has four strikeouts. And this is his 68th pitch of the afternoon, and that pitch is up high, ball one. Bo Burrup has been throwing. Now Sudrath is up, the right-handed reliever. Haven't seen Jake in the series yet. One out, one and all the count. And here's the pitch to Bewley. Ball hit very well. Deep left field. This ball is way out of here. Bewley up on the road. And the score is now 9-5. Brett Bewley. Young man, have yourself a series. He's been dynamite. That's his first hit today. Had four hits in the first couple of games. But that's RBI's number five and six on the year. And Bewley as we've talked about, besides offensively, has really shined at third base defensively. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I hadn't seen him in the last couple of games, but defensively he's been uh, playing really well and then obviously got a pitch there he could handle. It was a fastball with a belt high just in a little bit. He did a good job of dropping the bat head on it and driving it out onto the road over there by the Marriott Center. So the ball hit really well. That's going to be it for Zimmerman. Burrup's going to be brought into the ball game. We'll be back in 90 seconds with your new skin, BYU Sports Network. for the Cougars as uh, San Diego with one in the seventh, one in the eighth, and two more here in the ninth. They've extended their lead to nine to five over BYU. And Brett Booley uh, with a uh, two-run shot here in the ninth. Boy, what conditions for a right-handed hitter right now. Went really blowing out to left center. And Bewley just hit a bomb over both fences. And the first pitch to uh, Daniel Gardner inside ball one. San Diego now nine runs on 13 hits. Cougars five runs on nine hits. That ball's fouled out of play. A ball and a strike, one man out here, top of the ninth. Cougars will have one more chance in the bottom half. There's a bunt right back to uh, Burrup, who will shovel the ball to the first baseman for the out. Two men down, and that will bring Adam Kerner to the plate. Santa Clara has now extended their lead 4-1 over San Francisco in the seventh. Well, that's... A little bit of good news for the Cougars. All the other games being played tonight. Here's the first pitch to uh, Adam Kerner, who's had himself a day. He's got three hits. 
and two RBIs. Had a grand slam yesterday. And that pitch is outside. Ball two. San Diego a 19 and 24 on the year, 8 and 12 in the conference. 2-0 pitch up high, ball three. We saw Burrup uh, a little bit in uh, game two last night. It went an inning and a third. Pitch is over for a strike. Uh, Bo gave up three hits, one run. Faced six batters through 24 pitches. And back out there uh, this afternoon. Pitch is over for a strike. Cameron uh, works for the Utah Jazz. Uh, exciting night last night in Salt yeah. Lake. I'm telling you, it got to be an exciting time to work for that organization. Yeah, it's a great time to be a Jazz fan, great time to be part of the organization and uh, have Donovan Mitchell, who's a rookie and 21 years old. and Just lighting it up. He's playing, uh, you know, playing like he's uh, right in his prime and a, a veteran of someone who's played for years in the playoffs, but he's got ice running through his veins and, Man, that building at Vivint Smart Home Arena last night was packed, and it was the loudest building I've ever been in my in my life. And I've, you know, been in baseball stadiums and major league stadiums and other arenas, but it was loud, so loud that some of the players couldn't even hear the whistle and it was blown. Um, so it was an incredible atmosphere, and the Jazz came out with a win and start tomorrow against Houston in Houston. Base hit by Adam Kerner. Uh, swing and a miss by uh, Collard. So a two out hit by. Uh, Kerner, his fourth hit of the ball game, struck out in the second. Then he single, single, doubled, and single. Collard has one hit today. And here's the pitch. Ball grounded out toward Anderson. Brennan's got it. He'll throw to first for the out. And the Toreros are retired here. In the ninth, we'll go to the bottom of the ninth. 9-5 San Diego over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher, Nate Kuchka. One win, one loss. This is his tenth appearance. Has an ERA of six. He's thrown 18 innings, given up six hits. So he's on to pitch the ninth for San Diego. And we're going to have a pinch hitter for the Cougars. David Lawson is going to come in and hit for Noah Hill with the right-hander now on the mound. Lawson will step in. Cougars down by four. They need some base runners here. And Kuchka's first pitch is over for a strike. 90 on the fastball there. He lists him as a redshirt senior, which is kind of interesting. And the pitch is outside for a ball. Kuchka out of Orange, California, El Medina High School by way of Cypress Community College. Must have had some injury or something that forced him to to a red shirt last year. That pitch is fouled off one and two. Cougars climb back to within one run after seven. And then uh, San Diego with a run in the eighth and two more in the ninth have extended their lead to four runs. And the pitch is outside. Two balls, two strikes. Kuchta has 
kind of a three-quarter delivery with his fastball and then has a little bit of a curveball there, almost like a slurve. He tried to backdoor there to Clausen. Two and two, the ball fouled up and out of play. Up and off the uh, screen here. Bounced uh, right back uh, to the home plate area. So Clausen looking any way he can to get on base here and give the Cougars a chance. 2-2 pitch. uh, Said he did not swing on the check swing. Very close. That was close. And the count now 3-2. There was that kind of hard curve or slurve there from Kuchta. 3-2. See if he comes back with his fastball or maybe kind of tries to get me over curve for strike three. 3-2 pitch. Little looper right at the second baseman. He'll catch it right off the handle off the bat of Clawson. One man out. And Anderson steps in. Yeah, he came back with a fastball in 91. That was probably his hardest pitch that he's thrown so far in the game. And uh, made a good pitch and jammed Clawson for the first out. Brennan 0 for 4 today. It had five hits in the first couple of games, so it had really been swinging it well. Curveball down low. Hit a ball hard in the first inning. Lined uh, into the left center field gap. Uh, and left fielder went over. Uh, Skyler made the play. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Anderson. That ball's fouled straight back. So a ball and a strike with one man out. And the pitch is outside for ball two. Again, our next broadcast next Tuesday from uh, Berkeley. Cougars and Cal Berkeley. 8 o'clock start here locally. Ball hit out toward the shortstop. Uh, Hopey's got it, and he'll throw Anderson out. So quickly, two men down here in the ninth. Yeah, another good spot by Kucha, 92 it looked like on that. Fastball. Got it in on the hands. Brandon Anderson uh, was able to use the grounder to short. Two men out. Sneeman steps in. Daniels uh, two for four today. And he scored one of the uh, Cougar five runs. And here's the pitch from Kuchka, and that is on the outside corner for a strike. Yeah, this kid, good arm. Yeah. And really able to locate that pitch. That right on the outside corner. Here's the 0-1. That ball, a third hit by Steeman in the game. As Daniel really picking it up. Has seven hits now in the series. And uh, 12 at-bats. It looked like he threw a get-me-over slider or slurve there. Left it out over the plate, and uh, Schneeman did a good job of staying back on it and driving it through the hole. And a uh, good thing for BYU in general is uh, Schneeman is starting to heat up. Here's the pitch to Hale. That ball fouled straight back, fastball. He'll got a good look at it. Fouled it off.
Two men out, a runner on for the Cougars. Bottom of the ninth, four-run deficit for this BYU team. And the 0-1 is uh, down a little bit low. Well, San Diego had lost four going into last night's ball game. Ball popped up. Might be playable catcher behind home plate. Is there and makes the catch, and San Diego has won the series as they beat the Cougars here in game three by a score of nine to five. And uh, Cameron, appreciate you being with us today. Uh, again, disappointing day for BYU, but got to give a lot of credit to the uh, San Diego Toreros as uh, they won this one by a score of 9-5. Boy, they pitched it well. They swung the bat, and they also uh, played great defense. Yeah, you know, the Toreros really put it together today, and, um, you know, they, they play the game hard. They play small ball. They do the things they need to do, try to squeak out a win. And, uh, you know, you got to hand it to Murphy. He didn't probably have his best stuff today, but found a way to throw, I think, about eight innings today, um, save their bullpen. And he did a great job, so hats off to him. You know, silver lining for BYU is some guys are starting to hit a little bit that started off slow. Kyle Dean, uh, Schneeman starting to pick it up a little bit. But as a, as a team, the Cougars are running out of games here, as we talked about. They're going to have to really start winning. You know, the non-conference games are good for tune-ups and to keep guys getting going and, um, you know, get their bats going a little bit, get some arms going, get some more work. But the, the conference games, they're going to have to start winning these series or sweeping these series to even stay in contention for that top four seed. So, fortunately, it's a tougher road for the Cougars. But in the past, we've seen them get hot and get really hot and, uh, you know, make it to the conference tournament doing it that way. So, Well, with the loss, they've now got ten losses in the conference. And last year, they only had seven. Right. They've still got nine games to play. So, if they can, you know, get themselves down, you know, back to a 20 20- you know, a 16-win uh, conference, uh, which would mean they'd have to sweep two of the next three series, and they yeah. can do it. And and this team has certainly shown that it can happen. Right. It just hasn't happened this year for whatever reason. And and it seems like one day's pitching, one day's hitting, lack of offense. And uh, Cougars uh, didn't really play a clean game today. They had a couple of errors. And I'm sure Coach Littlewood, uh, you know, kind of uh, – you know, he told the team last week, hey, I'm not quitting on you. I hope you're not going to quit on yourself. And I think that's a good attitude to have. Oh, absolutely. You know, and a couple unfortunate breaks for BYU today with a couple fly balls that they lost in the sun and the wind pushed it and it ended up being a double and scoring some runs and stuff. But, uh, you know, BYU has to battle. they got to find a way to come back, get on the road, and win some series and, and, and hopefully sweep some games. And that's tough to do on the road against good West Coast Conference schools. But that's what's ahead for BYU. And in the past, they've been able to do that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can get the confidence, and these hitters are starting to get some confidence started slowly, and hopefully that builds for BYU. All right, Cameron, hey, appreciate you being with us. Uh, we're going to send it back, two-minute break, and be back with head coach Mike Littlewood right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here, Larry Miller Field, as uh, we wait for head coach uh, Mike Littlewood to make his way up. Uh, Cougars lose this one by a score of 9-5. to five. Cougars, five runs, 10 hits, one error. San Diego, nine runs, 14 hits, and no errors. The winner is Chris Murphy. He goes to 5-4 and four on the year. Blake Inouye takes the loss, one win and four losses on the year. And uh, BYU uh, threw uh, Parkinson for a third of an inning, Zimmerman for four and a third, really stretched him out. He threw... 
69 pitches, ended up with a, a two-run home run. That extended that lead to four runs, and then Bo Burrup uh, pitched the last two-thirds of an inning and uh, joined by uh, Mike Littlewood and uh, Coach Game 3, uh, San Diego uh, uh, Terreros. you got to give them a lot of credit. They came out and played well. They pitched it well, always a good defensive team, and, and I was impressed today the way they swung the bat. Yeah, I mean, they – they beat us today. Yeah. We, we didn't give it away, although we come in in the fifth and walked three guys in a row. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Zim said he was loose when he came in. That's the exact situation we wanted, except we didn't want a guy on first, obviously. We, I, I would have loved to start an inning with Zimmerman. Um, but, man, he throws, he throws ten straight balls and then finally figures out how to, how to get a <laughs> ground ball, and that sneaks up the middle and gives up two runs, yeah. and then he gets out of it. I mean, he's got such good stuff. And, you know, honestly, we scripted exactly the way we wanted to. It's just with without the three walks, and it, that, that was a killer for us. I mean, it's it's amazing in baseball what that'll do, but you can't walk three guys to lead off an inning against a good team and, and expect it not to hurt you. And, and, you know, we've seen that happen this year. Zimmerman, you stretched him out 69 innings. He appeared to still have the good velocity at the end, just gave up the, the, the one bad pitch to Bewley who took him out. Yeah, you know, the velocity was good, and I talked to Noah, and the slider was still sharp, he said. Uh, but the... But the his fastball is elevating just a tad, and that's what scared me a little bit. And uh, the fastball that Bewley hit was just elevated; it was up up around his belt, and he hadn't really. Uh, Drew had been down around the the knees and and lower the whole time. And you know, he the thing about Drew is he's a gamer. He was so upset when he came out. I mean, he just you could tell yeah. he just felt like he failed the team and failed himself. And um, you got to love that out of a freshman that just has that will and the know that he can get things done. You know, again, today, conditions were weird. I mean, there were some fly balls hit that weren't caught. There were some balls hit that uh, probably should have stayed in the ballpark that didn't. I mean, it's just kind of a weird weather-wise, yeah. uh, just kind of swirling winds, very tough for the outfield. Yeah, we you know, we give up the the pop-up to left right. field where Schneeman can't see it, and Dean assumed that Schneeman was going to catch right. it and gets a late jump and acts like he doesn't see it. I mean, it's just one of those, just one of those things. But they did that, too, for us. I mean, Brock's ball dropped in and um, – so it's not like that gave them the game or they gave us runs. I mean, it's just they, they earned it today. They came up there and, and swung the bats. I thought Blake did a really nice job for us, and Rhett did a good job except for yeah. walking the leadoff guy. I mean, that's, you just can't do that. I mean, that, you know, everybody who's ever picked up a baseball or a baseball bat knows that you cannot walk a leadoff runner because they score over 60% of the time, and it's just it's hurt us this year. You know, backs to the wall a little bit, nine-game road trip now including three Pac-12 uh, schools on, on midweek games. And, and uh, boy, uh, if ever a team were to need to come <laughs> together, it's right now. And, and it looks tough. But, uh, you know, we've seen these guys enough over the years. Uh, we, we keep waiting for that little spark. And, and I think the good thing, silver lining, came out. Schneeman's seen it a lot better yeah. at the plate. Seems like guy, Kyle Dean swinging it better. Seems like some guys are, are, are starting to get a little more confidence at the plate. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it would definitely be a silver lining if there's any, <laughs> anything positive to look at after this, after this series. But, um, you know, and, and for me, it's like, why hasn't Schneeman done that for yeah. for 50 games? Six and why weeks. hasn't Schneeman, yeah. or Dean done that for, for two and a half years for us? I mean, it's just th- those are the expectations, and that's what we expect to see. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get rolling these next 15 games, and let's see what happens. It should be fun. Uh, Coach, we appreciate you coming up. Uh, we'll see you down in uh, Berkeley next Tuesday. All right. Sounds good, Brent. Thank but, you. Uh, head Coach Mike Littlewood as the Cougars lose this one by a score of 9-5. to five. Big crowd tonight, 2,367 in attendance, two hours and 59 minutes, and a – Cougars uh, with a loss uh, dropped to uh, 19 and 19 on the year, 8 and 10 in the West Coast Conference, ending with a win 20 and 24, and they are now 9 and 12 
in the West Coast Conference. I'd like to thank Cameron Coughlin for his great commentary. Also, uh, Cole Wiesinger back at the station. And just remind fans, we'll be back on Tuesday night from Berkeley with more Cougar baseball action. With that, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field in Provo.